What's up, guys? Welcome to the Christmas edition of Real Estate Podcast, episode 144. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. We're by the digital fireside with Adam. And it is Christmas Eve. It is. Christmas Eve. 2019. Archived. It's about to be 2020. It's weird. It is weird. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, life finds a way, am I right? I mean, Jeff Goldblum has his say. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I did some uh, some Christmas shenanigans today. I don't know about you fellers, but I was out. Um, shaking babies. I was shaking babies and kissing hands, you yeah. know what I mean? I was, Taking I was doing pictures and shit. Yeah, you know. You went and paid but, the bills for the kingdom. Yeah, you know, I was <laughs> made the rounds. Dude, that I'm sorry to derail us, but paying the bills for the kingdom yeah. is the name of the album. <laughs> That's the name of the album, dude. That's it right there. I'm writing that down. Hold on. Y'all go ahead. I'm writing that down. So this week we watched Scrooged. A fucking Christmas classic. Right. Speaking of Christmas, uh, my wife's wrapping presents right behind me, so we're going to hear the rips and tears of the paper. It's going to be great. So we're, like we're <laughs> Production value. <laughs> yeah, she just, at least she doesn't have to clear tape anything. <laughs> I Which, uploaded that video, by the way. It's on It's on YouTube. Oh, above that? Yeah. Adam's like, is, is that enough <laughs> fucking tape? <laughs> it's all, it's live, dude. It's on there. The 2019 taping of the gifts. Yeah. The annual taping of the gifts. <laughs> you know, Stretch, uh, you know, I think yesterday was Festivus, right? For the rest of us? Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and get my Aaron of the grievances out. <laughs> Don't you like... Aren't, do you have a, a still pole set up? Wasn't that a pole? Yeah, it's a still pole. The Festivus pole? Set up. Yeah. No, I don't have that set up. But after we air the grievances, we can do our our um, <laughs> tests of strength, feats of strength. Yeah. After that. <laughs> uh, feats of in, strength. We're not in the same room <laughs> together, but, you know, we'll make it work. I want to do a, uh, what's that thing where you fall and the people behind you catch you. Uh, trust, trust fall. fall? Yeah. yeah. Trust us or something. Yeah. I'm gonna you do it right now. Catch, catch me. All right, I got you. <gasps> oh, no, oh, oh, man, that was a that was a fall. But we got you. Oh, I don't. Have we ever done a podcast on Christmas Eve? Oh no, oh, I can't remember. I don't think we have, guys. So first. Yeah. Wow, it only took 144 episodes. Like almost three years. And we've always done them on pretty much on Tuesday. Yeah. Well, that's the day. Yeah, I mean, here a while back, Trent was like, I hadn't heard the podcast much here lately, man, because you guys stream at different days and stuff. And I was like, no, we don't. <laughs> it's always Tuesday. It's always been Tuesday, dude, ever since it started. Even if like, we're oh. not... Yeah, even if we're not not doing a movie, if something happens, it's like two of us or yeah. whatever. We get I might even do it alone. Shit. I don't know who knows. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna hear know. rant, call people cooters. 
Yeah, that's cool with me. Hey, call it's it's airing of the grievances year round yeah. at the real estate house, you know? Right. Dude, I wish we had a real estate house. Oh my god. I just imagine it. It's a room with, with bunk beds and then a bed by itself. That's where we sleep. <laughs> and our um we have a podcast table. It looks like the poker table that Tom Steve Dave has. Yeah. But it's painted like a film slate. Oh, it looks like oh. a big movie reel. Yes. Ooh. All right. And and then the living room, the quote unquote living room is just a giant projector with like three lazy boys sitting in front of it. That's it. That's the real estate house. I'm moving in, dude. Fuck it. Yeah, dude. I mean, I mean. I'm going to quit my job and move in. Do we have to wait? <laughs> We don't have to. I can I can go on Zillow right now and find some property. That ain't no big deal. I think, though, here's the thing about this podcast. We've been able to do this once a week for 144 episodes. If we had to meet up once a week, wouldn't happen. Not it, You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a lot easier. Yeah. Well, they do it this dude. way. Yeah. I mean. Man. Al Gore. What can you say? Mm-hmm. So, but uh, <laughs> I was for so a second. Were. I'm like, what? Then I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> he invented the internet. Yeah, you know, no so big yeah, deal. Uh, yeah, he's just like you know, laying low and worried about the polar ice caps melting, right? Mm-hmm. Flying around in private jets. <laughs> yeah, polluting the environment. Um, but yeah, we watched Scrooge. We did. Um, I grew up with this movie. Yeah, like Scrooge has always been at the top of my favorite uh, holiday films. Um, it's up from, there with fucking Christmas Vacation. Yes. You know. You know what else I put up there? And you may disagree with Die me. Hard. Well, die, of course, Die Hard's up there, but <laughs> uh, Bad Santa. That's a good movie, dude. I put Bad Santa up there, man. I like Bad Santa. Yes. Bad Santa is actually a Christmas movie that my wife and I That's watch yearly. It's her it's her uh, all time favorite. That's y'all's Christmas story. Double Have y'all watched it already? Yeah. Damn it. I was gonna come over and watch it. But, yeah. You know. Uh, <laughs> That's one movie that Travis will uh, not be podlocked on. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it for the podcast. That's the thing. The movie's so good. Yeah, it never gets old. Never. It's Billy Bob Thornton's performance. Yeah. Well, I mean, piss I drunk Santa Claus. I think there's something <laughs> piss drunk Santa Claus. Piss drunk yeah. Santa. <laughs> What's running down your leg? <laughs> Pissed off Billy Bob. Pissed off Billy Bob. With Kaiser blade in hand, <laughs> but where'd uh, you get all them presents at? <laughs> you must be a good boy. But uh, Scrooge, yeah, man, like yeah. it was. It's it's one of those movies that I try to watch uh, yearly. Uh, that was one of those movies that was in the VHS collection. It was in rotation back in the day. Well, it was one of those movies where I was like, "What? What is this?" Yeah, you know? and See, then like, the, I'm sorry, go. 
Well, like I watched Ghostbusters like when I was one of the first times I watched it. And I'm like, well, this is the same guy. And Ghostbusters is amazing. Yeah. So I have to see this movie. It's Bill and fucking like, Murray. Yeah. And then I, I'm, I made it to an age, probably about nine, where the gloves came off. And the Christmas movies was just unfold upon me where like for a it whole was, month. It was the year that you felt like you watched every fucking one of them. Yeah. Like all the greats was in that one year and, and uh, lethal weapon, die hard, Scrooge, Christmas vacation, a yeah. Christmas story. Like the list just goes on and on and on. And that like, Christmas Vacation was one of those movies that's always been around. Always. Ever since I was a kid, everybody always watched and enjoyed and loved Christmas Vacation. Christmas Story, same thing. Mm-hmm. It's playing right now. I turn the TV on, there's a channel that's uh, streaming it for like 14 days. I believe days it's a Family, right? ABC, what is it, uh, Family? What's it called? Yeah, or TBS. Maybe? Yeah, that, TBS will be playing that for 24 hours straight. Yeah, but Scrooge just kind of like the underdog Nobody talks. It don't about, get. It gets no play, dude. No, like motherfuckers are sleeping on screws. You know what I'm saying? They are. They are. Got me acting yeah, out of pocket, dude. I got a confession well, to make. Uh oh. Is this, this the first, is the first time, time you've time seen I've, the movie? First time I've ever watched Scrooge. Wow. Whoa. What? Uh. Well, yeah. What did you think? Yeah. I'm interested I to mean, hear this. It's Bill it fucking was... Murray, right? It was Bill Murray and a not Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Christmas Carol remake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I totally get why I haven't seen it. But at the same time, I'm glad I have watched it now and I've got that, you know, I've well, got well, it in well, the... I'm, I'm detecting some shade here. <laughs> As podcast commissioner, what do you mean you can see why you haven't seen it? I'll tell you why you haven't seen it. It came out in 1988. The year I was born. Yeah. So you missed it because this came out in November and you were, you know, I don't know. I'm sure we've talked about this, but tomorrow is Travis's birthday. Yeah. On Christmas, dude. He's a Christmas baby. What a fucking present. I know the world is a better place like, because Travis. Well, no, you wake up Christmas morning and it's like, ah, oh, Christmas today. It's already stressful and it's like, my water just broke. Okay. <laughs> we got to spend 12 hours at the hospital. <laughs> Travis, do you know what time you were born? Like, were you born? Um, do you know a roundabout? Uh, I believe it was like somewhere around 10 o'clock, I think. AM or PM? Uh, PM. You almost fucking missed it. Oh, Whoa. yeah. Your mom was that's like, kinda, let's get him out. Christmas baby. <laughs> that's kind of been, uh, that's kind of been a foreshadowing of my life. Like almost there. Yeah. You almost missed it, buddy. I, I hate to, how, I didn't, I didn't want to get sidetracked, but. Well, how old are you going to be, Trev? 31? 31. Wow. I just turned 30. Trav's 31. I'm 32. What's happening to us, guys? We're the we're Bean Boy Bags for life, dude. Life finds a way. Yeah, that's funny. We'll like you're we'll thirty, you're thirty-one. I'm thirty-two. It's weird. But, uh, 
But since well, I'm I mean, older than y'all, I'm calling the shots. I'm the boss here. Okay? I will say Scrooge. <laughs> Scrooge is the dark Christmas Carol I never knew existed, though. Did you laugh? Yes. Did you when cry? He, I had I had some feels moments, sure. Yeah. Wait, at the end of the movie but, when the kid came up and said when he gave the line where you like, Oh man The kid speaks. Right. I laughed my ass off when he said uh when he was trying to talk to that girl, he's like, Will you quit goddamn hammering? Yeah, for the love of your body <laughs> in Christ. <laughs> What about so when the, uh, the fairy shows up and she's doing a little oh, dance? Are you going to oh, bring it up? she kicks him in the yeah. Dude, that shit was I, I know you had to be rolling on that. Oh, oh I, I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I'm sorry I came <laughs> off like I didn't, but I enjoyed it. I mean, we never know. I love, I love that scene where they're, uh, it's the ghost of Christmas past and it shows him, you know, in the dog costume and it's like, we got a present for him. What is it? It's a ball. Yeah. <laughs> It's a bone, you filthy dog. I, I will say this though. After watching this, I'm I'm beginning to realize that while I don't have a problem and I usually enjoy films that Bill Murray's in, I'm not the Bill Murray fan I thought I was. You're like, not? I know I, well, like I don't think I like him as much like some people do. Like us? Well, I mean, I guess you guys could be included because, like, whenever he's name dropped in something, you guys are usually pretty stoked about it. And Dude, I watched a Bill I mean, Murray documentary. So yeah, it's a trophy. I mean, fish. he'll always be, he'll always be Bankman from Ghostbusters to me. Yeah, that's what I saw him the most in uh, growing up and and all of that. But yeah, it was a good movie. Uh, I thought the I thought the the really crazy looking death, yeah, was pretty insane. When he like all of the little um, how would he all of the practical effects? That, yeah, there was more of that in this film than I thought there was. Yeah, and I thought that was cool, and that's why I felt like it was very Ghostbusters because it looked like some shit that you well, you would you would see in Ghostbusters. When he like, opened the coat and he looked at it and he closed it and he opened it again, he said, "Is this our props department?" Like, <laughs> And then he's like, oh, uh, shit. A clever idea to make it be about, like, a TV producer. Yeah. Yeah. I like how it opens, guys. It opens with the... Oh, my uh, God. You know, Six million dollar man. Yeah, it shows up. Because you think <laughs> this is the movie. Like, it's like, what's happening? Santa Claus getting died. fucked up. And then um, yeah, then they play the other the clip. programs were great. Dude, Leave It to Beaver comes in there, and he's like, where's Dad at? He's not home yet. And she's like, he's probably out chasing Beaver. You know Father <laughs> loves Beaver. That one guy said, "It's like the Manson family Christmas special." Oh man! Oh, that yeah. I was gonna bring that up. We were watching Bobcat uh, like a few weeks ago. I was just some old stand-up he did, and when I saw that he was in this, I was like, "He oh, was doing shit. the voice." And he was like, I, "I don't know how you, it's you, right. you need to let go, man." Really special. It's Christmas Eve, you know. And I was just thinking, maybe I can get some off time. The Ghost of Christmas Past is my favorite ghost. I like the Ghost of Christmas Present. That's the chick? The woman, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, a toaster. <laughs> her beating his ass all over the fucking everywhere. Well, when he first sees her, she's doing that little dance, and she's like, one, one, two, one. 
<laughs> and then she starts floating and she just comes over to him and just clocks him right in the balls. It's like, what? Yeah. And then there was one time he said, if you hit me one more time, I'm going to rip your wings off. And she's like, you know I like it rough. (laughs) (laughs) What about the the bums when he goes down to the thing? He's like bitching all the way down the street. And he goes down there like, Dick, Dick, do some Shakespeare, Dick. Like, and he's like, why are you calling me Dick? And he's like, oh, we're sorry. We, We thought we knew you well enough to call you Dick. I guess they recognize him from TV or something. Yeah, I guess so. But I just like the whole he was like, Go back to Jersey, you moron. Like Yeah. She said, Can you get me to the you know, I what was it, I I C B building yeah. in three minutes? He said, Which floor? <laughs> There's it's just a lot of good, man. Yeah. I, I just really enjoy it because it's just it's so goofy and, mm-hmm. and on. Well, Just apparently like Bill a- Murray hated filming it. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I hit the the wiki up earlier. I'm gonna pull it back up. Back yeah, up. let's hear that. Um, he just didn't like. Did, did he feel that it was a turd? Well, it kind of delves into a little bit of like his his career decisions because this movie was apparently. Let me find Sorry for the improv. It's all right. Uh, IMDb up here. Yeah, I've got it up too. Because I was wondering. Let's see. That's 88. So. He does this movie. This was after Ghostbusters, right before Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. And right before What About Bob, Groundhog Day. What About Bob, Ghostbusters, Groundhog Day. These are all like my... I used to keep Bill Murray in fucking rotation, dude. Like, Yeah. You know, before Adam Sandler came along or there was others, like it was Bill Murray, like when I was a kid, like... So it says, in a 1989 interview, Murray said... We shot a big, long, sloppy movie describing how a lot of film content was not present in the film's final cut. For his part, O'Donohue later said that Donner did not understand comedy, omitting the script's subtler elements for louder and faster moments. He estimated that only 40% of his and Glazer's original script made it into the final film, and the surviving content was twisted. The final cut of the film runs for 97 minutes. I don't think I've ever seen a final cut. I would watch uh I would watch a director's cut of this movie. See, the production was rife with conflict between Murray and Donner in a ninety in a nineteen ninety interview with Roger Ebert. Murray said that Scrooge could have been a really, really great movie. The script was so good. He Donner kept telling me to do things louder, louder, louder. I think he was deaf. In a later nineteen ninety three interview Murray said that he and Donner had different visions for the type of film Scrooge would become, adding that there was potentially only one take in the finished film that was his. He described the experience as having a fair amount of misery and said, that's a tough one. I still have trouble talking about Scrooge, describing working on a dusty, smelly, and smoky set, feeling alone, and even coughing up blood due to the fake snow being used. 
He also admitted to feeling pressure from being the solo star of a film compared to previous productions like Ghostbusters, as he was on the set mostly every day, where some actors would make brief cameos requiring only a day or two of work. Wow. Well, you know, dude, this is the guy that directed Superman and Lethal Weapon, and yeah, you know, he said he did big movies. Like the the director was more positive about their relationship, describing Murray as superbly creative but occasionally difficult, as difficult as any actor. You know what, though, I think it added to the movie, man, because the dude was miserable. Yeah, and it kind of shows. Like, yeah. I just thought said, that was just good acting. Well, I think this might be the case here. So Donner had not worked with an impro- improvisational comedian like Murray before, who ad libbed many of his lines, saying, "You don't direct Murray; you pull him back." Like there, here's here's your ad lib right here. Guarantee it. Uh, dude's running across the room on fire. He runs over there, dumps water on him. He says, "Sorry, I thought you were Richard Pryor." <laughs> you oh, know that was an ad lib. Him falling was a was a that wasn't scripted. Mm-hmm. I read that in here. He falls like from the building. No, like him falling. Remember, he throws the water on the guy. Oh, and then fell. So they use that cut then. Yeah, yeah. It says here that uh, Paramount announced a special edition release titled the You'll Love It edition to be released on October 31st, 2006. However, it was recalled for unknown reasons. Murray probably wouldn't sign off on it. Well, either that or Donner. I hate that. I hate that. Because if if I could meet Bill Murray, I'd be like, dude, look, it's not a pile of shit. Yeah. I grew up on it, man. It's a Christmas classic. Like, yeah, I mean, it's him. But, you know, you get what it is. Like, he had a vision for a different movie, and that's not the movie that, you know, got put out. So we don't even know what the – it could have been better. Yeah, or it could have been worse. It says down here, it says, since its release, Scrooge has become a cult classic and a Christmas classic being regularly shown on television during the holiday period, like you guys were saying earlier. There's a lot of – A lot lot of critics arguing that it's pretty much – it's the most underrated Christmas movie. Yeah, I always thought it was weird that it get, it didn't get much love. Yeah. Like, if my mom didn't introduce me to Scrooge, how would I ever found out? I just had to be on his IMDb one day and be like, oh, what's this? Well, I was reading somewhere that, and it kind of makes sense, the movie is more, maybe seems to be, have more relevance now mm-hmm. Well, than maybe how it was back then. Well, not only that, but it does seem to have um, a little bit more of a uh, darker tone. Yeah, it's dark, and I think that the oh reason, yeah, it was it was like a, like I said earlier, it was a lot darker than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, well, and I think that the reason for the darkness was because of uh, the way that Murray portrayed Scrooge. Because if you know, if you read the classic or if you watch any of the classics, it's like. Yeah, he's an asshole, mm-hmm. but he's not a prick. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but Bill Murray takes it all the way to the nth degree. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, he takes it there and he nails it. So it gives it that darker tone, and then it kind of makes the the outcome of it that much more because you know, he like goes him. There. 
Yeah, because like him going when he's under the when he's in the sewer and he sees that homeless guy frozen. Yeah. And and so like the real that two bucks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then he kind of has like a little yeah. mini breakdown down there. He's like, you, you definitely know? would be a better color. Yeah. Whenever he was down there, did y'all notice? He said, well, this is nice. Where are we? Trump Tower? Yeah, I, I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> or like the scene where he sees the kid. He runs yeah. over there and he's like, what are you doing here, you little rat? Whose kid is this? And she's like, it's my kid. And she comes and grabs him. He's like, well, you beat him. Yeah, yeah. He's like, does he work here? But that was the whole thing, like, when he's a kid, when you go back with Ghost of Christmas Past, you see, dude, he grew up in front of the TV. He's fucking the cable guy, dude. Yeah. He just he, it, And the reason he knows TV is because he grew up in front of one. Like, he's... Yeah. Did you see his Christmas? He's like, is it a train? He's like, it's 10 pounds of veal. Yeah. If you want a train, you better get a job, yeah. you know? I'm too young. My back hurts. I'm only seven. <laughs> <laughs> And then he said, and then, you know, the ghost of Christmas past was like, see, I told you I was going to make you cry. And he's like, what do you mean? That was a thoughtful gift. He's like, it'd be like $45, $50 of meat right now. Like, yeah, yeah, he's still like, trying to like. Yeah. But then but, when uh, you get the full come around, when he comes out of that, when the coffin's going in there and they're burning it up and he's like, I want to live, I want to live. And he comes out of that. Hallelujah. He comes out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Bobcat's like, you know, and he's like, I fucking love you. He said, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to pay you two times what I paid you for. I'm going to make you vice president. You want you want my office? Is he just had a total really? turnaround, dude. Like, yeah. the whole classic story of, uh, you know, Scrooge and all that. Like, this is my favorite one. Like, yeah. you know, this is, you know, then little, little Timmy is the little boy. Like, well, it's and it's a good parallel, like like you were saying earlier, having him as like the studio executive and like they're filming the story at yeah. the same time that it's going on, yeah. And all, all this stuff lining up, it's just kind of perfect. Where like, and, and it gives it that much more of like, um, that much more, you know, I don't know, questioning on his part, where it's mm -hmm. like, is this really happening to me, or I'm on the set right now, yeah. or like. Like whenever he gets in the elevator and death's in there, yeah. you know, and he's yeah. like, you know, our makeup department did really good. Yeah. Like, you know, this was fucking Is this great. us? Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, shit. And then um, when he comes in, I lost it. Sorry. No, you're good. I was reading something. and Yeah. But, uh, but his... Like, I don't know, his performance in it, though, it just sells it. Like, he's an asshole. And then, like, especially the stuff with his brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you know. I said, that, he's that, like, I gave you a towel. Yeah. But you got the VCR, you yeah. know, like. That's what I was going to say. When he comes out at the end and he's like, look, folks, what kind of prick fucking makes people do a live show on Christmas Eve? And they're like, you. He's like, He's exactly. Like, yeah. I, I always like the end of the movie where he comes out and he like saves a, like people around the world are watching it, like probably tuning in. Like, yeah, he comes out and he's like, what are you doing watching TV? Like, go spend time with your family. What are you doing? Yeah. I don't know. I always like the end of this movie. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, as one of you guys were saying earlier, 
it kind of perfectly parallels what's happening now. It's like we spend the majority of our life either in front of the TV or in front of the computer, in front um, of the phone, in front of the tablet, whatever. And it's like you don't really, you know, like going to a, a social gathering with family is either one of two ways. It's either everybody's having a good time, playing cards, making jokes, like having a great time, or it's just a bunch of people that you're related to standing around looking at their cell phones. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like one one way or the other. You either want to be there or you don't want to be there. Depends on like, the crowd. Yeah. There's some and places just, you like going, some places you don't want to go. But you do it, yeah. man, because you, you know. Yeah. I went to a Christmas gathering on Saturday, dude. Really didn't want to go, but my family. You got to put FaceTime in, man. Yeah, Yeah, you do. And like what people need to realize is like, this is where some of the best stories come from. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're hanging out with people that you only see once or twice a year and they're telling some crazy ass shit. You don't know if it's real. You don't know if they're making it yeah, up. Yeah, because you weren't there. But you're going to tell somebody about it for sure. Yeah. You know, that's just, yeah. that's life, man. Seven o'clock, <laughs> Psycho sees Santa's workshop, and only <laughs> Lee Majors can stop them. It's the $6 million man himself. Saving Christmas. I would watch that movie, by the way. Yeah. Hey. I mean. He says, I want to see your nipples, it's all, but it's a Christmas show. Remember when the, you could actually see the yeah. top of her nipple, dude. Yeah. Like, you yeah. can't do this. What was that? The damn standards and practices lady. The sensor. <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. The sensor, she kept yeah. getting fucked up, dude. Yeah. When he went over there and turned her head, he was like, look <laughs> at him. Her head. You hear it crack. This dude was a prick, man. He was classic Scrooge though. Like he was, he's the modern yeah. day. You know, we can't go back. We don't want to hear that same old tiny Tim story. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. But when he comes out at the end, dude, well, I'm sure Charles Dickens would love to see her nipples. <laughs> Nobody gets it. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy that comes in to like steal his job. Yeah. He's like, all right, What's guys, up, that's man? a wrap. Everybody go to lunch. And he's like, I'm the one that calls the lunch breaks. And he's like, you want me to call him back so you can tell him? How we doing up in that control room? We're in prison tomorrow. I hate that Bill Murray had a bad experience with the make of the movie because. Yeah. I put it up there, man, with the rest. Yeah, same. I don't feel the same way he feels. Now, whatever version was released of this movie, I probably would have liked it, but I'm sure he got the improv a little. See, that's just the thing. Like, you gotta let him go. Dude, when you got a when you got a butterfly, man, you gotta let it fly, dude. Like, you know, <laughs> it's Bill Murray, baby. Like, yeah, let him be right. Bill Murray. You're right. That's why you hire Bill Murray. I feel like now, if you hire him, you're like, all right, we got to go from A to B. Whatever you do in the middle, just do you, baby. Go. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're not gonna, you'll never write what he could do. No. If you just let him go. I think that's why he had such good working relationships with Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd mm-hmm. and all those guys. Like they knew what they were getting themselves in for, you know. It's like um Robin Williams. Yeah. Yeah. There's certain people you don't Chris Farley. 
Danny yeah. McBride. People, you know, there's certain people oh you just God, let them go, yeah. man. Walt say Goggins. Yeah, just say it. Whatever comes off the cuff, dude, go. And they whatever kill, you man. think in the moment. Yeah, give it to me. Speaking, I don't want to derail, but speaking of Walton Goggins, have you watched his show, The uh-uh. Unicorn? You haven't watched it. I heard it was crazy. Is it crazy? I don't. I haven't watched it either. But I mean, him being on a sitcom, playing like the funny dad, is kind of an interesting premise for me. Yeah, and this is like prime time TV sitcom shit. This ain't HBO, yeah. right? No, it's just prime time. So I didn't know that Richard Donner directed Radio Flyer. Yeah, he's got a that. good. Uh, he's got a oh, good classic movies. Yeah, I mean, Goons. and you've seen them all. Uh, conspiracy Theory. Lady Hawk. Lady Hawk's a great movie. You've seen them all, dude. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, he also directed three episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, you know, Cough Cough Superman. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he direct the? Uh, did he direct the Twilight Zone? Move like when they did the movie? No, he didn't. But what I do see on here is the toy with Richard Pryor. Yeah. Yeah. Not to be confused with toys. Yeah. See, Richard Pryor's one of those people. Yeah. You let that dude go, man. He's a comedian. Well, even when you go back, he did Wanted Dead or Alive, which was the series that Tarantino ripped off for Bounty Law. Mm -hmm. Uh, He directed a couple episodes of that. He directed a couple episodes of Twilight Zone. He directed a couple episodes of Man from Uncle Gilgan's Island. He did a lot of TV back in the day. Yeah, The Fugitive, FBI, The Wild Wild West, The Banana Splits Adventure Hour. Man from Uncle. Yeah, and then he did. He broke out with The Omen. I mean, and then he did Superman. Superman Two. Is that the one with Damien in it? Yeah. This yeah. is all for you, Damien. And he only did the first one? He didn't do the others? No. He just did the first one. From what to I've me, seen. it looks like the only movie that he revisited was Lethal Weapon and Superman. Yeah. Well, Lethal Weapon, like from what I understand, was his and uh, Shane Black's baby. And he even... Shane Black? Yeah. You know Shane Black. I do. He worked on Lethal Weapon. That's how he got started. He wrote a spec script for Lethal Weapon in the studio. He's the writer for it, dude. Yeah. And he wrote all of them, I'm what? pretty sure. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, that's how he got his uh his Makes sense, dude. Yeah. I mean And then and then he went on to direct great movies. Oh, dude. So, so him uh, working Predator. With, yeah. He did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. Iron Man Three. Did he write it? Did he write these movies or direct them? I think he wrote Iron Man 3. Uh, that I'm not sure. Okay, so he didn't. He dire- he directed Iron Man 3, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, The Nice Guys Predator, and Doc Savage. That's something's coming out. I think we looked at that a while back. That's based off a comic. Yeah, Doc Savage is an image comic. Now, his, his writer credit is a lot longer than his director credit. Like, he direct he wrote Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon 2, The Last Boy Scout. Last action. That's a big right? movie. Monster Squad, dude. He wrote Monster Squad. Did he? He yeah. did. Yeah. 
<laughs> he was in Predator. He was an actor in Predator. His kiss, bang, bang. He, oh, he, he did. He wrote Iron Man 3. Yeah. Uh, he Long wrote on the, the TV. He did the uh, first the pilot for uh, the Lethal Weapon TV series. Which, from what I heard, wasn't terrible. Yeah. I think it had Stifler on it. Uh, yeah, he replaced the one guy, which I'm cool with. Yeah. His directorial debut was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is a fucking amazing. Was it Gay movie. Perry? Yes. And that's with uh Robert Downey, dude. Yeah. He did the Nice Guys, and that's the only thing that I haven't seen that he's done. I've seen it. I really like Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe, yeah. so. It's all right. Kind of want to watch it. Might have to throw that on the um, POD. They're uh, they're 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 good together. They had good chemistry. You know, Russell Crowe was kind of playing the serious guy. Ryan Gosling was like the goofball. Yeah. Which normally he plays the serious guy, kinda. Yeah. Well, he he's got some funny chops. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't know Shane Black wrote. Lethal Weapon. That's yeah. That's crazy, dude. Like, what a great first movie to write. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe he wrote something before that, but Lethal Weapon's <clears throat> great, dude. Yeah, it is. Love it. Like, that's it one of the. It comes to conversation pieces. That's a that's a big gun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's his very first screenplay. That's one of the few box sets I don't have that I want. I've got a three pack. Doesn't have four oh. in it. I've got four on DVD, but I want the Blu-ray. Yeah, box this is set. a DVD box set from back in the day. I saw it at a pawn shop one time for like three bucks. I couldn't pass it up. Yeah, understandable. And then I took them and watched them. That's the first time I'd ever seen them on like DVD. And I was like, oh, yeah. the quality is amazing. Up. Imagine how. They I bet it looks on. good on Blu-ray, dude. Let's go to Amazon and see how much it looks. Don't lose your Dude, the line, dude. I'm too old for this shit. I'm supposed to do on the day he's supposed. This is his last day. The day he's going to retire. Yeah. And Riggs is walking in there like he's like, we got to defuse. Remember the whole defusing the bomb scene? Yeah. And he just cuts that shit like. Not as intense as the bomb scene from Abyss, but. <laughs> where you, yeah. you couldn't even fucking see what color it was. Yeah. So right now on Amazon, you can get a Lethal <laughs> Weapon collection on Blu-ray for $26. That ain't bad. No. I mean, you get all right here. Four. Uh, yes. Right here, you get um, the a two-movie box set. You get um, Lethal Weapon collection, Beverly Hills Cop collection, mm. both Blu-ray. $40. Ain't bad. No. Not even a little bit. All right. Now that we're talking about Scrooge, I've been waiting. I wanted to get into the episode before I brought this up. All right. I'm going to throw this link at y'all, and I want you All to right. read the headline. It's a surprise. Were you posting it, General? General. All right. Nope. Movie news. Uh, uh. What? Travis. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. 
June the 7th, 2019. Paramount eyes Kevin Hart for a Scrooge remake. Yeah. They've already already done it. They're looking for a writer, which they've probably already found because this was in June. Oh, dude, they'll make it. Now, do we need it? I mean, there's a lot of people that have never seen the movie. I mean, Travis had never watched it. So, but how do they go? Do they do a complete remake? Like, is he still a TV producer? Like, is he... I mean, you got to go that route, right? Well, they're going to have... This is what I think. If I'm writing a Scrooged remake, Kevin Hart is going to be the uh, the owner, you know, executive, whatever you want to call it, of a streaming service Ooh. like Twitch or, you know, Mixer Netflix, or something. something like that. Well, I, yeah, yeah. And he is wanting to put on this production live streaming it, which would be the same thing basically as what they're doing then. But and, he's an asshole. Yeah, and I mean that's that's the only thing that you really need to change about it, right? I mean I think he could play a good asshole. Yeah. I, I mean he, he ain't Bill play. Murray asshole status, but No. But Yeah, when I was looking around earlier, I went up and typed in screws, and you know how it'll come up, like cast, streaming, IMDb? Yeah. Uh, Four or five down, it said remake. I was like, huh? I clicked on it. I was like, oh, that was this year. So we're not talking about an article that's five, six years old. We're talking. And who owns Paramount now? Does Disney own Paramount? Did they? No. No, they don't own it? Okay. Well, dude, we're, Comcast. we're living in that time, dude, where they're remaking everything. Yeah. Because this movie came out, you know, 30 years ago. So yeah. nobody, you know, none of these people have seen that. And it, and this may be a good movie. Now, I like Kevin Hart. I think he's funny, but, but do we need I'm it, not going to like it more than I do this one. And that's just yeah. because it's got Bill Murray in it. And it goes back, you know. Yeah. Me and this movie are like this. I got my fingers crossed. <laughs> I thought I mean, that was I'll interesting. It, but yeah. So, uh, y'all want to rate the movie? Mm-hmm. I give it a star. Of course, I mean. Bill fucking Murray, dude. There's nothing that Bill Murray's in that I will not give us a, a full star to. You know what you're movie? Making me feel really awkward, Adam. You gonna give it a half star? I'm not saying nothing until it's my. Time. That's fine, dude. It's all right. Yeah. It's your star. I'm just saying, you're throwing down. You're, like you, you're giving your stance, and you're throwing down like battle lines, man. Don't worry, dude. <gasps> I mean, if um, anyone else was in it, I don't. I mean, I don't know, you know, but it's Bill yeah. Murray, so. Yeah, I'm going to give it a star as well. I mean, I grew up on it. It's it's a great Christmas movie. And it's one that's like, I can throw it on when people are here for Christmas. And it's normally something they've never seen before. You know, and it's it breaks tradition, kind of. Because, yeah, it is, it's a cult. It's a cult classic in a lot of ways. And if you don't have it on Blu-ray, you should definitely buy it on Blu-ray. Because it looks amazing. Did it look good? It looked amazing. I saw a good copy. Yeah. Copy looked good, but it wasn't Blu-ray quality. 
I've never seen it on Blu-ray. I bought it two or three years ago because I was watching it on VHS for years. Yeah, I couldn't I find a DVD. I couldn't find a DVD copy of that movie to save my life, dude. And then I saw it at Walmart for five bucks on Blu-ray, Steelbook, sold American. So, what you got, Trav? I gave it a full. Oh shit! Coming in clutch with it. Um, it worried me for a minute. When I laughed, dude, I fucking laughed. Yeah, like it was a good movie. I I can see why. I can see the criticism against it, but it didn't ruin the film. Do you agree with uh, Roger Ebert with his one star review out of four? No, no, nah, dude. Well, this movie came out in 88, and the budget was around $30 million, and it raked in about 60 So, so it made double, Yeah, it made its budget back, plus another movie, you know? So, And it didn't fuck his career up. He went on, to, you know. But it is a movie that not a lot of people talk about, even when you talk about Richard Donner or Bill Murray. Right, like that's... Yeah, that You never hear anyone talk about this movie, dude. Except for us, yeah. When you when and you brought it up, I was like, "Oh yeah!" Like that's that's why you need to continue to listen to Real Estate because we bring the hard facts to you. Yeah, we keep it real. There's actually a lot of backlash over this remake. Like the internet's like, "Why?" Yeah, just watch the other one. But it's that money train, dude. Uh, a lot of these studios are raking in. See, here's the thing. A lot of people are like, why make Aladdin? Why make The Lion King? You know, all this stuff. But it's like, those movies are raking in. I think the last time, if you look at the Aladdin numbers, worldwide, it's like $900 million. So that's why. If you don't want them to make these movies, don't go and give them your money. Because that's, I mean, you're telling them that you want it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you got to think, too. We're... We're a particular part of the audience that grew up when the originals came out. Yeah. So it doesn't seem as long as it probably really, you know, because a lot of the Disney classics that are getting the CGI uh, live action remakes and stuff. I mean, it is, it is around time where a new generation can watch it that maybe didn't grow up watching the videos tapes or, you know, the DVDs and stuff. I know that that's few and far between, but those people are out there. Like, I don't see anything wrong with the whole reboot thing. It's just that no one, no one's really taking their time with it. Right. Well, like with, um, Jumanji. They've, they've already pumped out three of them. Three. I think they're working on the third one. Now. Okay, so two. Yeah. Uh, I saw an interview with Jack Black, and they were sitting there filming in the jungle. And he said the name of this movie should be Welcome to the Jungle. And a marketing dude was like, "That's a good idea." And it happened. And that's the name of the movie. He's like, "I didn't get yeah. credit for it, but I said it first. Yeah. Um, I watched the first one. It wasn't that bad. See, they did something different. Here's what yeah. they did, guys. So when you watch the original Jumanji, love it. All right, they get the board game, game starts. You know, you start with Robin Williams getting sucked into the game. 
Yeah. And then you pick up with the kids finding the game, and he comes out. Bam. Wild man. He's out of the game, yeah. and he's like, we got to play the game. Like, you already rolled the dice. You got to keep playing. Well, in this Jumanji, they go into the game. Right. It's completely different. Because we never do that in the original. You never go into the game. The game comes to you. Yeah. So at least they did that. They were like, all right, they made it something different. Like we're going into the game now because it's a, you know, it's a cartridge. It's like a, yeah. a video game. And what I thought about the, the the newest one that's cool is it has a, a Danny Glover and Danny DeVito. Really? They're in it. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer? They're in it. And whenever they go into see, the game I, I this kinda... time. Danny Glover is played by, um, I think Kevin Hart. So Kevin Hart plays Danny Glover and he'll like, he, he kind of picks up on his vibe. You know, he kind of like talks like him a little bit and yeah. And then I think, uh, Danny DeVito is, uh, Jack Black or somebody like, but, uh, let's see, well, cool. let's see, but it, it still doesn't hold up to the original. Oh no, never. Cause even like, cause that movie still holds up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the way they managed to bring the way that, to slowly bleed the game into the real world to the real world yeah, that was cool was so fucking awesome, dude. I remember that as a kid. I feel like uh, Night at the Museum took a page from that. Yeah, because when I watched the Night at the Museum, I was like, "Fucking Jumanji, dude! The fucking museum! Yeah. Like all this shit's just bleeding over into the real world because there's a fucking magic tablet somewhere." Okay. We Which fucking Dangle wrote? Y'all know Dangle wrote those, right? We yeah. should start doing our own real estate classics list where we it's movies that they hold up to us and when that you know they they all get the three star cross yeah. the board treatment. And we we try to find movies that we can come to the conclusion that they don't need to be remade. No. If you want to experience the story, watch this original and find a way to watch this one. Yeah. It's already available. Yeah. You can Baron, watch it right now. Yeah. Baron Munchausen. That's why I picked that movie. They will never remake that movie. <laughs> they, I don't think they can, I'm, dude. Yeah, I'm not worried about that happening. Like that, It would be suicide for a director to try <laughs> to touch that. Yeah. I don't mean that in a bad way. Well, it's just so... It's so... Did I give time. that movie a half, a half star... I don't remember. I don't think I did, but if I did, I, I was a mistake. <laughs> I've, I've I've carried I've carried I've reneged on some stars. Well, dude, that <laughs> that um <laughs> that movie is a lot to take in. It really is. And in one viewing, yeah. having never seen it, it's an experience. And when you start watching it, you're like, what? Yeah. Dude can run that fast? Like, what, what is this? Like, <laughs> they're superheroes, pretty much. Yeah, and the Baron was just like they're kind of like they're, uh, you know, their Nick Fury. Yeah. To you know, he, he was, was just dude. surrounded. Yeah, he was just surrounded by like all this magical shit, and he just kind of rolled with it, you know. So. He would go around and assemble the crew. Mm-hmm. Recruit everybody. But yeah, dude, it gets three stars. It's fucking screws, man. Yeah. So um, is uh, are we all caught up on the Mandalorian? I believe so. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, the la- all right. So the last episode that I watched, yes, was where uh, they get Hector shows up. Yes. Yep, okay, that's we'll the last one. Does it come out on a weird day? It did come out. Well, it came out on was it a Wednesday? Yeah, mm-hmm. because they wanted to put it out before the movie. Right. I think what it was was they just didn't want it to come out on the same day as the movie. You know, they kind of they're like, all right, well, let's go ahead and release this a few days early. That way, everybody goes and watches. You know, yeah, Star Wars on the weekend, which I don't think that would have mattered. No, it wouldn't have. No, but I'm but, glad. Um, sorry, go ahead. I said, but I'm glad though. I mean, yeah. When's the next one drop? Do we know? It'll be next Friday. Oh, we gotta wait till then. This Friday. Yeah, this Friday. Sorry. Yeah. And we're like two away from the end, I think, something like that. Right. But yeah, let's talk about this episode, man. Let's. let's they set yeah. it up, dude. Travis messaged me, and he said, "Have you watched it yet?" And I said, "He watched it early, dude." <laughs> he, you messaged me early, man, and I was like, "No, dude, oh, I just." I I just woke I up and a, finally I like, realized who I am. One. And Travis was like, it's the fastest 40 minutes you've ever seen in your life. It really is. Dude, it, it felt like a 23-minute episode. Yeah. Uh, when it went off, I was like, I mean, as with all of these episodes, I, I could have kept watching. But this episode, for real, I mean, so much happened. Uh if you ain't seen it, fuck your spoiler bullshit, man. When like oh, is Quill is Quill fucking off. dead? Is Quill fucking dead? I think he is. Now that's the I have spoken. Yeah. yeah. I, I think he is. So, and I here's and here's why I think he dead. is, man. He's dead, and now that robot's gonna get fucking mad. And gonna fuck some motherfuckers. And what's up. funny is earlier in the season. So Me and Travis were watching episode one together where he goes and he meets Quill and he meets the robot. And then when he leaves, I was like, oh, shit, I thought he was going to like team up with him, you know, take him on the road like the, the doctor takes a companion, you know, like, yeah. And then, and then we started talking about, no, nah, dude, I bet they come back later. Yeah. They'll meet back up later. And, you know, he, he finally got their trust and, um, but they got the baby. I know. I mean, dude, the stakes have never been higher for Baby it's Yoda. Like, right? But every episode, dude, the cliffhanger is just like, is he gonna is he gonna force his way out of this one? He can. I don't think he will. So y'all this think is, he's all right? Lay it on us, dude. Well, th- this is what I think, and and it makes to me it makes sense because like. If he's just this all-powerful thing, and it does kind of show how powerful he really is, but if he's just this all-powerful thing, then the stakes aren't really that high. You know what I mean? If he can just, like, if he can stop whatever they're going to do to him, just stop it, and that be the end of it, then what's the point of Mando, like, flipping his shit and try to get him back? Like, that, yeah. that's why I think. This is the so, setup for season two. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm thinking is like, um, you know, the crew's all together. The robot is going to be joined by the rest of them, and it's going to he's going to save the day and get them out of the situation that they're in at the end of the episode where they're stuck behind that wall. He's going to come in clutch know? with the reinforcements. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think that that's going to be enough for Mando to be like, all right, I can kind of trust this thing. And he's going to enlist him. Take him and, on the road. 
Yeah, and them three are going to be trekking through the galaxy, bouncing from so place the chick, to place. So Mando, and the robot? Yeah, yeah. But and they're going to... But do you think Adam called it in the setup for season two in that we're going to get this badass episode of Mando and the group kicking ass, taking names, going to different planets and stuff, only to get a your princesses in another castle moment <laughs> where like, well, yeah, they just miss them, you know? Yeah, I think that that's going to be a lot of it because, I mean, and think about it, that that team that's locked up in that prison cell is going to be is going to be sprung loose by At some point, you know, the well, new not order supposed to be the empire. Yeah. So and they're going to be enlisted to go hunt Mando down to stop him from coming after. That's him. why it's they were be, killed. We'll yeah, see them gonna, again. That's why they didn't kill him. Yeah, it's going to be this whole rigmarole. And I think that at the, the end of this season is going to set up for it. All of uh, I'm going to say at least the first half of season two is going to be them bouncing around to different planets, looking for baby Yoda, you know, trying to find out where they're going, where they're at, this, that, and the other. And I think that the last half of season two will be like a, a confrontation between Mando and whatever else is going on. Cause there's more that's going on here that we don't know about. Obviously, oh, yes. you know, and I think that, um, you know, Gus making an appearance and showing his, you know, his face is going to be carried out as far as it needs to be, which is a good thing because he's a perfect villain like, in so many ways. Well, here's the thing, dude. We're watching the episode and you got this like, dude sounds German, <coughs> something yeah. like that. The specimen. Yeah. Dude. Gus shows up with the cavalry, and they kill everybody in the goddamn room. Yeah, they don't give that a dude fuck, didn't man. mean shit. No, I mean they burn them all what down. A, like, what a hell of a shot, though, right? Of the mm-hmm. Tie Fighter landing and the troops in their battle that really formation. Cool. Like that yeah. was just, that was meant right there. So, but that that's my that's my Mandalorian predictions, and but I only the, think it's going to run the, for a few seasons. But at the same time, though, this show has been so fast-paced in a way that they could they could they could hit so much stuff in this last episode. Yeah, and not like they they've done a good job of meeting my expectations and then adding, you know, like and then some. Yeah. Um, I think even though there's still one episode left, and sometimes you know that's all it takes to make or break something. But just on just what's been out now, like this is a like a, a A plus show for real. Yeah. Well, they're gonna <clears throat> at this point they're gonna have a real hard time fucking it up. You know they're what I mean? Like really, they're gonna have to really want to yeah. sink that shit. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking that like everything's gonna be fine as far as like the story itself, because I mean, like I said they're really going to have to try to fuck this up. And I don't think that they will. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, once you get burnt out on seeing them trek across the galaxy, trying to find this baby Yoda and all this stuff, they're going to throw a curveball in there. You know, they're going to get him back or what, you know, whatever they're going to do. Yeah. And it's just going to be like perfection at its finest. There are those those people out there that are going to be like, well, you know, Because of Baby Yoda. That's why we'll always get more Mandalorian. And, you know, that's maybe a good thing. If the writing well, stays like it is, 
because and I believe I mean, it will do because we're we're seven episodes in. We got one episode left, and every episode has killed it. Yeah, you gotta give you gotta tip your hat, dude, for Favreau's vision. Yeah, he did a good job, which is weird, dude, that he's the guy. Yeah, like I've never, I don't know, you know, I've never heard any interviews with him. I don't know how deep he goes, but. He's fucking, he's running this shit the right way. Now, y'all know the yeah. next episode is chapter eight, airs on Friday. The Mandalorian comes face to face with an unexpected enemy. Now, <clears throat> that's not going to be Gus. No. There's someone else here. Well, it's probably fucking uh, Carl Weathers. So how cool was that uh, when dude shows up? Who's the bounty hunter guy? Is that him? Is that uh, you're about? Yeah. All right. Well, he was going to, I don't know, why would it be him? He just like, he shot his well, two dudes that was working for him. And well, he's an do you think he would want to take it? Because here's the thing, man. That baby held him. Yeah. So they're chilling well, at the campfire. He's like, we'll hang out here tonight. The morning we'll get up and we'll ride into town. We'll do fucking thing. And Jurassic Park shows up. Fucking pterodactyls, dude. <laughs> These were pterodactyls, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And they fucked them up, dude. Like, wild. wiped out half the team. You know, like... And he's all... he gets So he gets clawed by one on the arm, and it's like poison is spreading. Yeah. And Baby Yoda comes over there, and he fucking shuffles up. That little Yoda shuffle. Woo, woo, and fucking woo, puts his woo, hand woo. on it, dude, and heals it. And, and woo, woo. when they're walking <laughs> into the city... <clears throat> when they're walking into the city... He's like, he shoots those two guys, and he was like, I was going to fuck you guys over. But after but, what happened last night, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, but he still could. I mean, that could all be a ploy. To get their trust? Yeah. Because if he wants to keep the baby, he's got to take out the fucking, the third rock over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, he got, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you got to wipe them out. That dude was German or something, dude. Like, yeah. But, um,. Good episode. So I'm, wondering, man. I'm wondering if there is any ties between this show and episode nine because I've still yet to watch Rise of Skywalker. I have seen an hour of it. Have you? I have. How? Ways. You the movies? Mm-mm. Oh, was it was it good? Like was the what was not the film itself, but was the method of watching it good? Not terrible. Hmm. Not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I checked out a clip, and then I was like, "Well, just just a little. Let's see how it looks." Yeah. And then I accidentally sat through an hour because I couldn't stop. Well, that's that's. Well, that's that's. I mean, that speaks for itself. Sound wasn't bad. Picture was a little washed out, little bit. But was it um, Superman? Ah, uh, close though, real close, dude. Like that's good enough for me. They did a good job. Well, you just—it's just it—it's it, not terrible. Yeah. But I did stop. I looked down and realized how much I'd watched because it's only a two-hour movie. <laughs> right. And I was like, "Whoa!" Was you disappointed in the movie? Yeah. I just, I just, I reached the setup. Okay. So I, got you. I was like, ah, and I, 
Look, it was like four in the morning. It was like four in the morning. I was may or may not have been intoxicated and gone to get some huddle house at four in the morning. And when I came back with my, uh, what's that thing you can get on the Texas toast, that Texas toast melt? Yeah, the patty melt. Oh, my God, dude. I know, it's so when I was sitting there right? with my patty melt and my fucking triple hash brown smothered covered and capped <laughs> I watched my almost man. an hour of it and uh you know but I didn't finish it I don't know nothing I ain't saying nothing I don't know nothing did it really make you want to go to the theater and watch it um at four in the morning no no I mean like I'm. I don't like going to the theater, man. Yeah, I know. I don't. I hate it. So what all? But, you know so that quality would come in clutch. So we're just streaming straight strictly to YouTube. We're streaming we're to YouTube, streaming? and I'm also recording at the same time. I got you. Why'd you ask that? I don't know. I was just. I, I couldn't remember if we were streaming Twitch. Or not. Twitch. Hmm. We tried Twitch one time. The problem with Twitch is, um, like, let's say while I'm recording right now, something happens and the recording goes bad. The quality that I can download from Twitch isn't the best. Uh, so I went okay. with YouTube because we store there. We already do that. So it's like, it, and it, you know, Twitch will only store it for so long. Yeah, and then they'll wipe your recordings out. You can only have so many, like, and that's why I'm doing this. So I, I'm streaming to YouTube, and I'm recording it to my computer at the same time. So if anything goes wrong, we don't lose the podcast because that's a fear right. of mine. Like, yeah. we sit here for two hours, and it's like, oh, the audio's gone. We got to do that again. Like, yeah, and, you know, and it'll, it'll be we'll have what we'd have to do. We always talked about this. If the podcast ever gets corrupt. And we have to re-record it. We'll just do a tribute. We're like, we couldn't remember the greatest podcast in the world. But here this you go. It's just a tribute. Yeah. But, Nothing. um. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> sorry. I, was uh, no, I said, we'll do a tribute. If we ever lose the podcast quality and have to re-record it. We can't do the same episode. We just do a so trip because we couldn't remember the greatest podcast in the world. This is just a tribute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. But yeah, I, I've I, seen a little bit of it. I wasn't going to tell y'all that, but. Well, I still want to. Um, you should. Go to the, go to the, you know, theater. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's. It's Star Wars. Man. I think I want to, too, man, because I sat there. I stopped myself from finishing the movie. Yeah. I stopped it. I was like, no, I don't want to go all the way. I, have, I just want to look I have at this, it. I have the similar means too, and I've probably watched that opening crawl at least three times. And I just can't bring myself to keep watching it. Did you click ahead and see the quality? No. It wasn't that bad. No, it's not Superman. And you know what I mean by that? Yeah, it's not that, dude. It's it's a thousand times better than that. What a uh, what a horrible way to watch what is one of my favorite films. Yeah, 
and low key ruined it for me the first time around. Same here. But yeah, like that, like you have to visually take that movie in the same way you you, you would the narrative. I thought about going uh, earlier today over to the theater after I watched that. I was like, I'm gonna go finish it. Yeah. See what happens, because I want to see. There's some good, vi- you know, what Star Wars, dude. So. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing, dude. I didn't watch enough of the movie to know any goddamn thing. Right. Nothing. Nothing was spoiled. Like. It was all just set up. And I stopped myself from finishing. I pulled out. Yeah. If you will. Hmm. Oh, ski But yeah. Do y'all want to hit this? Uh, I got one topic for movie news because I didn't it. know if you knew, if y'all knew this. So Eddie Murphy reveals film role he regrets rejecting. Every time I see it, I feel like an idiot. That's the quote. So um, during an appearance on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, the comedian uh, who will make his highly anticipated return to Saturday Night Live after 35 years tonight opened up about the decision that he now (laughs) regrets. The only movie I ever turned down that became a big hit was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. What? Who was he going to play? He said... Uh, Fallon said, you were going to be in that? And he said, yeah, I was going to be the Bob Hoskins dude. And I was like, what? Animation and people? That sounds like bullshit to me. Now every time I see it, I feel like an idiot. Also, during the segment, Murphy shared that he was offered a role in another cult classic hit movie. Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis wanted you to be one of the original Ghostbusters, (sighs) but you turned it down, Fallon said. Yes, but because I did Beverly Hills Cop, Murphy shared, so you made a good movie, Fallon said with a smile. It wasn't like I turned it down, Murphy explained. I wasn't available because I was doing this other movie. Could so, you imagine? But but Eddie Murphy, he's talking about, because I just looked up who framed Roger Rabbit. That's the main guy. Yeah. That's the lead in the movie. Yeah. I'm kind of glad it went the way it went. I just like that guy's performance in that movie. It I wouldn't have been the 100%. same if it was Eddie Murphy. It would have been the good movie. Yeah, probably. I don't know if it would be as big as it is today. Well, Bob Hoskins played it straight. Like he he played it like he played that Dick Tracy. Yeah, like you know, he's detective. in this world. Yeah, he's in this world. Cartoons exist. He lives in Toontown. It's fine. Everything's fine. He's a detective. Now, would that have been the same way no, that it would have? Because he would have been it, loud, like. He'd have been Eddie yeah. Murphy, dude. Like, yeah. And then here's the thing with Ghostbusters. It would be crazy to see Eddie Murphy standing there. What's that guy's name? I'm guessing oh, he was um, going to take dude's place. Yeah. What was his name? Shit. If you want to ask me, so, so what was Eddie Murphy's, uh, what role he turned down? You didn't hear either one? No, man. What were they? I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. So Eddie Murphy turned down the role. To star in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. As the wow. lead. As the wow. lead. Now, we just said, after Griffin said that, I'm like, no, that went to, that's, that's you know, the movie that we got is better. Yeah, but I still think we would have still got, <clears throat> I still, we would have still gotten a classic, but would have went entirely. Entirely like, different. different. Because here's the thing, dude, it's Eddie Murphy. 
Yeah. Like you got the you got the rabbit. You got like that Eddie. Type of that just comedy. He could slip right into that. He could, yeah. but the the guy that played in it that ended up being the lead. Oh, absolutely. The, the chemistry between saying... him and Roger Rabbit was like, I mean, it was everything. It's the movie. Like it's one. Of, it's one of those things where it's the type of movie I would want to see in that alternate universe where <clears> I, maybe I could also see Will Smith as Neo in the Matrix. That would have been yeah. weird. Well, but what I was saying about Who Framed Roger Rabbit was the way that Bob Hoskins, his performance was, was like he played it as if he lives there. He's been living there. Him sharing the real world with cartoons is a thing. They're just like regular actors, and he's just a detective. Like he was mm-hmm. so low key. Like how I don't, I'm not saying he couldn't do it, but how at that time would Eddie Murphy be able to capture that realism? without going overboard and you know i was just thinking <clears throat> since you brought up who uh who framed roger rabbit we should do a back-to-back uh live action tune mashup where we watch that in cool world dude i will tell you this one of the last blu-rays that i purchased was who framed roger rabbit and it looks amazing on blu-ray I oh bet. God. It, did they did they uh remaster the animation and stuff yes it looks beautiful like I, bet, one of my, I bet the colors are amazing. Well, you're going back to what you said earlier, Trav. A three-star movie, nostalgia written all over it. Who Framed Roger Rabbit is that movie. It is. Dude. Absolutely, dude. I, I feel like the movie we got, that's the movie I wanted. I, I don't I don't wish to see a cut of that movie with Eddie Murphy in it at all. Yeah, no. That guy just played it. it. I'm sure he could because he played serious in like Beverly Hills Cop, or you know, he's played serious, but it just—it would have been different, man. It would have been different. In an alternate universe, would you rift in long enough to watch it and be like, "Eh, okay, I'll watch," just for the sheer curiosity? Not interested. And I love Eddie Murphy, but that's a that's a good movie. I just like the way the dude played it. Dude, I can't picture anyone but that guy playing that. Like, yeah. He just—he was—he looked like a detective. Well, I mean, did, he looked like. Would it, would it just be? Would it just be Beverly Hills Cop with animated characters? And that's the thing—he played it straight as Axel, but he was still funny and goofy. Yeah, I just—you—you already are in the movie. Roger Rabbit is so goddamn goofy. You need that—that that straight lead to like tone him down a bit. Like, you yeah. can't have two. Like, yeah, it just wasn't. The, you know, the chemistry would have been off. Yeah, and the and the only time that he really goes goofy is right at the end, and he's yeah. doing that to to get out of like everybody dying and him ripping <laughs> the hole through Toontown and all that stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I mean, if I could if I could blip into an alternate <laughs> and just watch it movie, that wouldn't be the first thing that I would watch. I'll say that. Okay. That's that's right. a but that's the, yeah that answers. Would you a rather see question, yeah. Eddie Murphy and Who Framed Roger Rabbit or Will Smith playing Neo? Will Smith. Yeah. No, I no, I think I, I think I know the movie we would all see, and that would be that goddamn Nick Cage Superman movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, the one that Kevin Smith wrote. Just, even if it's for shits and did Kevin Smith write that movie? Uh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. He okay. It. He worked no, on Tim, it. Burton was going to direct it, and I think I think Kevin Smith was over the script. How come we never got that? 
Why didn't that happen? uh, Look at the people that they let play Batman. Well, I I think what it came down to was the guy that was over the uh, over the studio or over that specific property at that time. Because when you watch that documentary about Superman Lives, mm-hmm. Kevin Smith goes into detail about it. Like he was so hard to work with that nobody really wanted to, you know. I would like to see that movie. Did y'all see Nick Cage getting fitted in the costume? I watched that documentary. Yeah, I, seeing I him get that. fitted for that weird looking like futuristic Superman suit, yeah. and him with long hair and all yeah. that stuff. I mean, it's it's such an oddity <laughs> that it would be it would be a shame. I would have liked to have seen it. Tim Burton's take up because, dude, he gave us fucking Batman and Batman Returns. Like, well, a couple of years ago, they released a lot of the uh, concept art for it. Yeah, and it looked amazing. Just the concept art for it. So it's like if they could have actually if they could have successfully taken the concept art and transitioned it into the big screen, then it would have been it would have been weird. But in that Tim Burton, yeah, that dark way, yeah, I'd love to see it. Yeah, the ship has sailed. Don't look over um, your shoulder. What's his name? Nick Cage was a huge Superman fan. I think he owns one of those action comics. Was it number five? What is it? It's number one. Number one. He owns that comic book. Yeah. He bought a bunch of comic books. Like he was a nerd, dude. He was. Yeah, he's a fan. And he almost he dude he got so close to playing Superman he was fitted for the costume. Yeah. And they were taking test shots. And it's just amazing that a movie can make it that far and then they're just like, nope. Yeah. Pull the plug. Well, well, imagine how many's out there that we not we don't even know about. Right. Like, I don't even want to think about it because it'd probably make you sick. I don't know. Just look, at, uh, just look at Del Toro's abandoned script ideas. Yeah. That'll make you sad. He's got even a bunch. Yeah, I agree. Uh, look, at this, a, uh, look at this. Look at this fan in art. Previous episode, but there's a link somewhere. Let me hear what y'all think about that fan art. Movie news. I think he could play Wolverine, dude. I'm okay with it. But he's, he plays such a good prank castle, though. If you go to the page and look at him, the hair looks a little... I feel like it'd be a little Cheesy. longer and like not combed yeah. and shit. You know, just the cigars wow. for sure not real. But yeah. he could do it. He could. I mean, I'm not denying all right, here's let me throw some more movie news at you. He was a good, he was a good Punisher. Bruce opinion. Willis was the third choice to play Bill and kill Bill. Mm. Would have been a different movie. Uh, would have been a shitty movie. Yeah, right. I, I, let's see if we got. Let's see if we give us our the second because it just says that. Let me see. Yeah, because like, what the fuck? It was number two. Was it? Hey, it's so weird. It would have been, been Travolta. What if it had been Bobcat? You use the five point exploding hack technique. You know who they could have picked that would have been interesting? Um, Christopher Walken. So, you came here to kill me on my wedding day. <laughs> but you know what I mean. That like, was perfect, dude. Bill's performance at the end of that movie is so low key. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? And and he has the ability to play low key. And make that tension fucking thick as fuck, dude. Yeah, so I mean yeah. <laughs> no. Oh god, I just realized I remember how he died. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> they found me in a closet. Rope around my nag. I'm not seeing in this article the the number two. But, you know, I come across more people that that have said that they don't care for the Kill Bill movie. People that actually like, I like them. I mean, no shame on them. My wife's one of them, but yeah. I, I mean, it's I not my Kill go-to Bill, Tarantino movie. That's for I sure. thought Kill. I thought Kill Bill. I thought that was one of the best stories the motherfuckers ever made. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. A lot can't... of people don't like Jackie Brown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the that's the black sheep of the Tarantino family is Jackie Brown. Jackie no Brown was too. a hard watch. I yeah. Watch. See, it's yeah. harder. A hell of a lot harder than the hateful eight. Yeah. Yeah. Got me talking but, uh, politics. Well, my thing is is, um, Kill Bill Volume One. I watched the dog shit out of that movie, and the reason that I watched the dog shit out of that movie was the same reason why you want watch kaiju films. That fight at the end is so fucking good, dude. It is fucking incredible. Yeah. I love it. Then you get to Kill Bill 2. And Kill Bill 2 is it's a little a bit... It's full-on Western. Yeah, yeah. And, which is fine. But it's like, you're so fucking hot, dude. You're You're on this high. Yeah, it's Tarantino sword fighting high from the first from the first film. She's going around. It, it kind of falls off on number two. Well, it's like they should. It should have been one movie. Well, in my opinion, they should have taken uh, one and two, and they should have recut it. It should have been one film. And the ending of the first film should have happened right before the ending of the second film, and it should have been this weird fucking tarantino time jumpy shit like if they if somebody could go in and do like a mass like some weird cut of the film like you take both of them you strip it all down believe, i can't believe you guys are talking the way you're talking <laughs> no but what dude it's, no, it's no 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 it's true adam think about what y'all are doing here y'all are two of the biggest tarantino and you're well, talking about dissecting. Well, here's yeah. the thing, though. Tarantino dude, filmed it as one movie. Tarantino filmed it as one movie, and the studio was like, we can't put a movie out this long. Dude, today, and, you can't. And goddamn right on his behalf, because like none of that none of that story should be cut. But it no. should have been one movie. I'm not, I'm not saying it should Dude, they been released cut. one, and then you had to wait how long? A year to watch the second one? Yeah. A year, dude? To pick up on that, no, on, but dude. like, the, but but the point of the fucking of the, miniseries, the, but the change in contrast would have been lost, man. I feel like it. Here's the thing, though. Wouldn't you have rather just had it all in one? I mean, that's the beauty of being able to watch it now because because you watch it back to back, dude. See, that's got, the thing. You're already got, watching it as one. It's got rewatch value. Out you can't watch Kill Bill in. One and not watch Kill Bill Two. Like, yeah. gotta watch them both, right? Yeah. Oh, it's one movie. So the studio fucked that up. I'm just saying well, that it should have been one release. And how well, long would it have been? Four hours? Not uh, that long, probably. dude. 
Well, but my thing is, is if, if they were to release that as one film, then um, it tonally it would have been completely different and it would have been edited completely different. Yeah. Like you said, Trav, like it's such a drastic change between the first one, second one and tone and everything that's going on. They could have successfully chopped all that up and mixed it all together and laid out this cohesive story and like been and it. And it still could have worked. It still would have been Tarantino as fuck, right. but it would have. Because no, I think I hear what you're saying, dude. The time hop, you could cut one and two together and kind of do the flash forward, flash back. Yeah, at the could have done time. that, dude. I like think, as think you're watching it, one, you're we're, you're peppering two in there. But yeah. I, like for me, I think it's just the fact that you just get you get two offerings, beginning and concluding a, the same story. But you still, in a weird way, get two separate films. Yeah. And I don't know. I I like the presentation of it. I like the idea that volume one is this origin story told in a like a Japanese samurai style of what yeah. like story of filmmaking. And then you get the cliffhanger of holy shit, her kid's alive. And the next movie starts and it goes full on Western revenge movie. Yeah. I now know and, uh, who the other actor cool was because a lot of, a lot of, uh, I don't know. It felt like watching a live action anime. Yeah. Uh, Which never I mind, never mind the, the, the actual sequence put in the film. Now, the fight scene, dude, what was it? The crazy 88. Yeah. That fight scene where the blood's going everywhere and she's just fucking up all these little dudes. It's in oh, black yeah. and white. It's dude. so it's fucking amazing. good. But the blood, you can see the blood, right? And like the music mm. stops and all you just hear is fucking. Like it's not just, colorized, just, but. Just carnage, man. There's just blood everywhere. Yeah. So let me tell you guys who the part was, who he wrote the part for. Warren Beatty. Whoa. And the reason why Bruce Willis was third it's because he said Bruce Willis, he's like, if you've ever worked with Bruce, he's like Warren Beatty. And I can hmm. kind of see that. I, I get what he's saying. Yeah. By that. Like he's, he's that guy. Yeah. So he wrote it for Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty couldn't do it. And I think he would have done all right. Yeah. But David Carradine killed it. He did. Knocked it out of the park, dude. And then he even played that. You remember when he was playing the like Italian dude? Yeah, Spanish guy, whatever he was, he was something. That was amazing. And I didn't even know that was him, but Sterling no. was like, "That's fucking David Carradine." And I was like, "What?" Yeah, because he changed his voice. Like he just showed you how good of an actor he was right there. You're just like, "Whoa, dude!" He's like, he just transformed. But his bill was really good. Yeah, it was. I mean, and I'm, yeah, which is which is crazy. Weird, right? To just. Think yeah. of what could have been. That's an alternate universe, dude. Yeah. But uh, but no, I enjoy Kill Bill franchise. I I, I yeah, watched dude. and loved both of them. But like I said, I mean, dude, I just think after, on the release, that's what because a lot of people push away from that one, yeah. and I think it's the way it was released. See, Trav, would you watch it? You got you can watch them both. But can you imagine you go to the theater and watch it and you got to wait? It's like, man, I got to wait for the other one. Yeah. You know how it is. You want to binge watch it. Just now you can do a long movie. 
a long movie's True. a thing. Like it's, and they've they've even said now that people they're all right with it. Well, I mean, they're not bad experiences. I mean, the only one I've ever sat through that was really long was Grimes in its entirety. But that was that was pretty badass. Like that was being able to see that be presented the way they were intending it to be as like this like double feature mm-hmm. was was really cool. Um, it would have came in like. 10 minutes under four hours. And it was, that, that was, if they really did them both together, because that, like, that was literally all I did that day. Like, woke up and went to the theater and, and fucking grindhouse. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, well, the grindhouse, though, that was like an experience. You got the trailers. It the, really was. It was like, an, it, you it know, was and that's fucking, what they were going cool. for. They were trying to recreate that grindhouse experience. But look, dude, Kill Bill 1 is an hour and 52 minutes. Mm-hmm. Kill Bill 2 is two hours and 18 minutes. So, not that bad. The way uh, the way it was presented, uh, where I watched it, is they did the trailers, and then you watched. Uh, did they have an Terror. intermission? Then they had a uh, yeah. They had a uh, did like a thing come up on the screen and was like, "We're taking a break." And did it give you how long it would be? And honestly, I can't remember. But I remember there being a shitload of trailers between the two movies. And, and then, Machete was and made then, into a movie. And then Death Proof. Yeah. Seeing the trailer for for Machete when it was just a spoof was hilarious. Same for all of them. Like, they did Thanksgiving, a movie called Don't. Don't was, like, all the trailers were hilarious. And you know that was Tarantino's idea. Like, we're doing the Grindhouse thing. We're going to release it together. And he's like, um, we got to have these trailers. <laughs> okay? You know, like. I thought, the, to me, the problem was... Death Proof should have went first. Yeah. Because it's a slow Planet deal. Terror. Yeah. yeah. So by the time you watch something as loud and bombastic as Planet Terror was, and it was all, and then you know, you're coming in with Death Proof. Yeah. It was yeah. like by the time, like it, you, it was definitely one of those things where when I left, I was, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed both movies a lot, like a lot, but it was one of those things where I was kind of getting antsy too. So I was ready. Like I, I was like, I'm going to have to watch Death Proof again on video. Yeah, because yeah, you were already ready to go. Yeah. I know Which what is, you mean. I really like Death Proof. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was a good movie. Could you imagine sitting through like a four hours and ten minutes of Kill Bill? Yes. <laughs> what you do when you watch it? But you get yeah. that thing, you take a break between it. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Put the other I, one in. Like You can always pause it. Is, is one of those things where, you know, you cut it on as you're waking up and starting your day. And then you get your day over with, you watch part two. Dude, the only Tarantino movie I don't own on Blu-ray is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I'm already eyeballing that motherfucker. Like, yeah, I want them special features. That's the only one I don't own as yeah, well. I'm collect the whole set i bought that box set oh yeah and that shit is cray mint yeah it it even came with true romance which is crazy that that was included which he did write it yeah i I started listening to that cinema blend podcast yeah i think that's what it's called the one one movie i haven't seen by tarantino is four rooms Dude, we need to watch that sometime. We need to watch it. It's really good. Uh, he's yeah, even I've in never it. Seen, well, what was funny is, and this is, God, we're old. The, the only copy I was ever able to see of it 
was a copy of Blockbuster. And it was always, oddly enough, it was always out. We had so, it on VHS. So I felt like it was a movie that maybe got rented. And, oh, yeah. uh, and it just never showed back up. And they just didn't bother removing it. Yeah. Yeah, we we had it on VHS, so I watched it <laughs> several times. But there's several people that, like, Robert Rodriguez does a section in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, it, yeah, dude, yeah. It, it's it's not just Tarantino. Yeah. Tarantino does The Man from Hollywood. Yeah. Which is a great, a great little... Uh, it's like a movie that five thing. people directed. Yeah. So they each directed their segment and just slapped it together. Yeah, yeah. it's like an anthology, what I read of. Yeah. Like they're all different short films. So yeah, the directors are uh, Allison Anders, Alexandria Rockwell, Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino, and Chuck Jones did the animated sequences. And they're all the same writers. Um, yeah. Chuck Jones doesn't get a writing credit. No, I don't know why. That's, maybe he didn't write his story. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he did the animated sequence. So. Who Chuck Jones? Who Chuck Jones? Sorry. Um, so, do y'all want to get up on these here? Uh, Let me throw trailers? something at you, because we haven't talked about this on the podcast, and it throw it's it an honorable it. mention. Jackass 4 is coming spring 2021. Yeah. They're making another Jackass movie. I never thought I'd see it. But do we need it? Did you see the poster? I, I'm looking at it. It says we're not done yet. Yeah. The UNN. That's it's clever, dude. That's clever. Good on them. Do we need it? Mm, do we need a third one? Do we need a second one? Like, absolutely no. But I watched. Jackass, I went and yeah. watched Jackass 3D. Oh, in the you theater. mean that wasn't that wasn't a joke? What the do image we of it saying we're not done yet? No, that's. That's it. That's what it says. Wow. Yeah. You got to pay tribute, dude. If they don't do a like, that's the most what like that's the most jackass way to do it. It's clever, sure. dude. And it looks like everyone's coming back, dude. We got Bam. Uh, which is crazy is Ryan Dunn is in the poster, <coughs> or he's yeah, on an wow. image of it. But well, they they might have some. I bet uh, they have some clips, dude. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. There's some segments with Dunn in them that we never saw. Because they did yeah. three movies plus the TV shows. What if they do this? Let me throw this at you. A Ryan Dunn well, tribute? That's exactly what oh I was Oh my God, say. dude. It'll, it's they, a love letter. Yeah, it's just a giant... Them sitting around I might bullshitting cry. and talking about Ryan Dunn. Like, what better way to pay, pay, pay tribute to that guy? One of the best people in Jackass. One of the funniest guys, other than Pontius, he was my favorite. You I know, love yeah, party boy. Like, yeah, like those two were my favorite guys. Yeah, players. and they're 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 chemistry together. Yeah, they're they're just hilarious. Hilarious, they're, dude. Like Ryan Dunn's reactions to stuff was fucking great. Like hit the way that like his whole not give a shit, but his attitude, in, man. Yeah, he was just like along for the journey. But, but he had this. Not give a shit attitude, but he still put a hundred percent in. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's like a professional slacker. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? Like, dude, I was so sad when he passed away. Yeah, I got a little so sad, dude. Day. Yeah, it was a sad fucking day. And then to see those uh, news clips of Bam on the side of the road, like Brian, dude, that it. was so yeah. sad, dude. And that fucked him up. Yeah, it did. There will be a tribute in this movie. I'm you know, hoping they'll do that the whole Ryan Dunn, born, died date. You know, the tri- there'll be a tribute. I'm hoping that they only ha- shot like 30 minutes of like new footage and the rest of it is just them watching Dunn shit that never aired. Oh. Like just him fucking around. Because you know around. there's a shitload of footage. Yeah. It was just stuff that wasn't worthy, but now that he's gone, like it's a fucking priceless treasure. Yeah. And that's what we that need. Cool. We're not done yet. The poster tells you right there. If yeah, they like, go that route, like I, I totally don't. Then it's, it's worth it. Them. Yeah. So I'm, to be honest, I'm, I'm excited about it. Because I'll watch, I'll watch it for the nostalgia anyway. Cause like, I mean, I was a big fan of the shows growing up. Yeah, but, I, I've been watching Jackass since day one. Like, yeah. MTV. Was it MTV? Yeah. Yeah. MTV. <laughs> yeah. It was, was like the last, it was it was really the last bastion of the more edgier side of MTV. Yeah. 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 I've got all the movies on DVD. I've got the series on DVD. I'm yep. a fan. Oh yeah. I've and got uh, the Wild the Boys is hilarious too, man. Yeah, that yeah. was. Well, even, <laughs> the Wild was Boys was good because it had Chris on it. Like. Yeah. Him well, and fucking Steve-O doing the... Yeah, dude. Watch that. Yeah. Is that a Bamagram? Uh, watch that. Uh, when The episode where they put their hand in that ant glove. Yeah. And then it swells up like eight sizes bigger than... You know yeah. what I mean? And they have to go to the hospital and get a shot. Like... <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I wouldn't even know who Turbo Negro is if it wasn't for... Uh, right. The Wild Boys. But yeah, dude, it's awesome. I'm glad that, that the crew got back together. Yeah. And I think you're right, Griffin. It's been enough time. Enough time has passed to where they can sit down and reminisce and yeah, tell stories be, about, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, because think about it. Johnny Knoxville can't do a lot of that shit. Bam's out of shape to do a lot of that shit. The only people that would be able to do that would be you know, Steve-O and Pontius and, you know, whoever else, you know, Aaron and the rest of the guys. We grab himself. Yeah, like, you know, those guys will probably be able to do stuff, but they're still very recognizable. Oh, yeah. So it's Wee like... man. Yeah. So you can't not... I mean, you know... Don't let the legacy die. No. Jackass lives. We're not done yet, dude. That's... Clever. Uh, guess what they have on YouTube? What they got? Well, it's in the corner. They they have Wild Boys, but and it's put under documentary. Like you can watch it all. Well, it's like here. I'll drop the link to it. It's in the corner. Like it's only taken up like I don't know a quarter of the screen, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it's the full episode. Oh yeah. So they did that to get around the uh, the copyright claim. Yeah. So I posted in the uh, 
in the uh, trailer section. Uh, Kevin Spacey has apparently posted another bizarre. Did he? Oh my god! I'm excited to watch uh, this. Another bizarre little. So we all watched like, the other one, right? Like his, where he's his cooking. The, the, yeah. yeah, these little double speak videos he's been pumping out, where you know he's saying something that means something to oh, somebody. Oh, he's saying something. Where'd you post it at the bottom? Yeah, yeah. It's only uh, under a minute. Let's watch this before we do trailers, because yeah. I'm yeah. sure we're going to talk it's about a something. Christmas thing. Yeah, posted today. All right, ready when y'all are. All right, hang on. I gotta mute the audio. You ready, Griffin? Three, two, one, play. Wait. What the fuck, dude? Kevin <laughs> Spacey's a genius. Besides all the allegations, yeah, and stuff, I mean, you know, he is a genius like him just owning whatever the fuck is going on with him it's creepy in a kevin spacey kind of way do that voice yeah like that ain't his voice no (laughs) genius i hated to see how it played out but yeah go ahead (laughs) this clarifies one thing for us kevin spacey has no idea how to stoke an actual fire (laughs) He's trying his best, guys. Come on. I think there's a hidden meaning there, dude. He's stoking the fire. Like he's killing with kindness. Yeah, and he labels the video. He names it KTWK. Kill them with kindness. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) All right, I'm ready for trailers, guys. We're going to start at the top. Yeah. Alrighty. You beat me to it. What's saying alrighty? No, I was going to delete that one. Oh. But that's fine. Sorry. <laughs> it's good. Griffin, take the wheel. So. Which, which one are we watching? We've got A Quiet we'll Place top. Part 2 trailer is coming New Year's Day. I'm guessing this is a teaser trailer. It's a teaser. It's dropped. It's like 30 seconds. Yeah. And here in the description, it says, following the deadly events at home, the Abbott family must now face the terrors of the outside world as they continue their fight for survival in silence. Forced to venture into the unknown, they quickly realize that the creatures that hunt by sound are not only threats that lurk beyond the sand path. So I'm guessing there's like people being fucking crazy. But we'll see. Let's check this teaser out, guys. Already. Three, two, one, play. Walking on, walking the mile. (laughs) Kids are grown up, dude. Same girl. Is it? Uh Uh-oh. Crunch? That's all you get. That's fine with me. So, I mean, I really like the first one, but yeah, do we really? So let's see. The dad is dead. Spoiler alert. Well, <laughs> we're on the second. So he directed this one too. 
Yeah. Makes so sense. that's all on him. I mean, we'll see. Uh, he also uh, helped write it. I'm excited for this next one. Yeah. So next we have uh, a, a trailer for Chris Nolan's new movie, Tenet. It's about David Tennant's uh, That's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, is this a Doctor Who movie? It's got John David Washington and Robert Pattinson. I guarantee you that they uh, cast him as Batman based off of this film. But we'll see. Y'all ready? Three, two, one, play. Warner Brothers. Great shot. Look at the cinematography. Let's see if Griffin picks it up, Trav. We watched this trailer together. Pay attention. Shit. What's going on there, dude? We got a long way to wait for that to come out. A little time travel happening there, though. Like, how are they able to perceive stuff going in reverse? Well, if he's dead. Oh. Well, they said that. Welcome to the afterlife. He said, welcome to the afterlife. He did. But what if, what if it's literal? But when I heard him say that, I was like, okay. They erased right. his identity. Yeah, like, he's he's been reset. He's like, all right, you're, you know, you got a new identity. You know, everybody thinks you're dead. Because he's laying in the hospital. Yeah. That's the way I took that. But, but what if he what if he really is dead though? All like I they're, know they're gonna go literal with that and make it like like a kind of a supernatural movie. Well, to to a to a degree because like I mean, in the vein of the Matrix. Yeah, because think about it. Like ninety percent of the stuff when you saw something going on was in reverse, right? It was the trains were moving in reverse? The boat was moving. Them in going reverse. up, them going up the thing. Yeah, the, wall, the that was in reverse. The windmills were going in reverse, those the or whatever they're called. Yeah. So w- what if, you know, what if it's the idea that when you die, you're in right? rewind? Yes. So they could hire you to fix something. Yes. Or, well, That's so, a good idea. Or just like a very cerebral report where they're trying to stop crimes be before awesome, they happen. Dude. Yeah. Minority report. <clears throat> yeah. But a more, well, What's at the this word? point it would be, at this point it would be a more unrealistic version of that. Yeah. Like, because now we're getting to the minority point, minority report point. But like the idea, like okay, if a government agency can successfully kill you and you still, because you're, I mean, if you die, you still have brain function for so long, mm-hmm. right? So let's say in that brain function. Let's say that once you die, kind of the idea of what he did in um, Inception I already see where you're going. Falls, falls into it. So you can, even though it's like eight minutes that you still have brain activity, mm-hmm. what if that eight minutes is like a lifetime? And you're in reverse and you can go back Cue and the, fix shit that went wrong. Cue the Inception. Well, dude, thing, when right? they walk into that room and he's like, these bullet holes, what happened? He said, it hasn't happened yet. And then the guy comes out of the elevator with a gun. Yeah. I mean... So, and like him not experiencing these things that he's doing makes sense because like 
he comes into a room. This hasn't happened yet. He uh, clearly at this point in the movie, he understands what's happening around him. And he knows that he's traveling backwards while everybody else is traveling forward. You see what I'm saying? If that's what this movie is, holy shit, dude. Leave it to them to do something like that. Well, it's Nolan as fuck. It's Nolan as fuck, dude. Hey, this is what Travis told me. What's that movie, Travis? What's the movie? Remember Sammy Jenkins? Uh, Yeah, Memento. Travis said, when you watch this movie, you're watching it backwards. Yeah. Well, kind of. Like, you're watching it backwards from the point of view of, like, everybody that's not this this person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because in Memento, you're watching it in reverse, but he doesn't know it's he doesn't know it's in reverse. You know what I mean? You don't know it's in reverse until the very end. So, but if you go into it knowing that everything's in reverse, it won't be in reverse for everybody else that's in the film. You're not shooting it in reverse and showing well, it in reverse. Well, it's crazy because the movie's essentially he's been in a man-made time loop. Yeah. Let me ask you a that, question. Because remember when they when when he has the photograph at the end, and uh, oh, dude, Lenny, I think his character's name. <laughs> yeah, Lenny. He's ex- he's explaining to him. He's like, you don't realize how many times we've done this, like how many times. Right. You've, like you know that photo and all. It's like that that photo mm-hmm. was from the first time he did it. Doesn't he normally write these movies like with his brother or something? Yeah. Okay, well, this movie, director and writer credit, no brother. But here's the thing. I just dropped a link to it. When you go to his IMDb, you have Tenet at the top, but right above that it says Memento, original screenplay announced. Like, why does it say that? Uh, They're probably going to make a series. Mm. Because think about it. He wrote the His brother wrote the story. He adapted it into a screenplay. They filmed it. Uh, they're probably going to take the idea of Memento and they're probably going to make a Netflix or it could a, be a series. Yeah. Yeah. His brother did a short story. Yeah. And he said, you're on to something here. Good movie. Yeah. That I guarantee you that's what Memento is. And I, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I mean, well, and, and back to this movie, you never know. What you're gonna get with Nolan, dude? You're gonna get a yeah. Nolan on the back of your head, dude. Yeah, have to get it checked out by a doctor. Like, well, right here it says the plot is currently unknown. The project is described as an action epic revolving around international espionage, time travel, and mm-hmm. evolution. Well, I mean, if you break it down, aren't I like what you... you laid down, and what you laid down makes sense. Well, but what I'm saying, like. If you want to break it down technically, like well, from the time that you're born until you're di- until you die, you as an individual is evolving constantly. Yep. Because you're learning from your mistakes and you're improving. So if you die and you're traveling backwards, see, I, and the way you said it earlier, like eight minutes, whatever. Like I know that you're not going all the way back to like being a baby. No, it's not. Like you're. Baby. It don't work like that. No. Nolan's like, time travel don't work like that. But there's a certain set of time here that, look, we hired you, you're an agent, you got to help us. Yeah. And that, if that's the movie, dude, that's like a perfect idea for a movie. Like, how fucking original is that? Like, 
Yeah. Or they could even take it as far as like um if that's what tenant is, we should write that movie. Yeah. Well <laughs> and, you could, and you could even throw in the idea of like sprinkling a little of uh what's that movie that had fucking uh flatliners. Yeah. Right? So flatliners they're killing themselves on purpose to see what the afterlife is, right? Well what if this they killing themselves on purpose to travel backwards. Yep, it's like you got the job. Now we got to kill you. And then welcome to that. Right, right before your brain activity ceases, we're going to bring you back. We're going to rehabilitate you, and then we're going to do it again. And we're going to do it again until we get what we need done. Yeah. Because if I mean, whenever you see him falling in reverse at the beginning of the trailer, he would have died from that height. Mm-hmm. What if he's already dead? How can he die again? If this isn't a thing, we are going to It's going to be a thing. Yeah. I mean. Because that's genius. Yeah. Well, you never know with Nolan, dude. You just, you never know. Yeah. But I'm in. So, but damn it, we got a long time to wait. I know. That's like the I'm end excited. of next year. Yeah. Well, July. <laughs> yeah, it'll be coming out in July. We got like seven months. Fuck. What are we going to do? <laughs> Freeze our bodies until then. <laughs> <laughs> like when you have All one right. of those remotes from Click. Yeah. So next we have The Woman in the Window. It's got Amy Adams and Gary Oldman. Oh. It's the upcoming psychological suspense thriller. Uh, the film features and features an agro agoraphobic child psychologist who befriends a neighbor across the street. But when the woman disappears, the psychologist suspects foul play. Mm. Gary Oldman in the role of a lifetime. <laughs> Tippy toes. Wasn't that the name of the movie? Something like, yeah. I'm glad y'all knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Are y'all ready? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Say it again. When I hear that sentence spoken, Gary Oldman in the role of a lifetime, I see <laughs> Picture that Picture him on his knees. Yeah, I, I, I see that green uh, cover to the yeah. film. And all right, all right, all right. Yeah, be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's that cliche line in the role of a life. That trailer is something special. Yeah. I want a Simpsons movie where Gary Oldman plays Ned Flanders. He could do I'd it. I'd watch it. Yeah. But Hadley Doodley, neighbor. But I'm ready for Woman in the Window. I actually just deleted it, but I dropped this trailer at 3 in the morning yesterday. Really? Yeah, and I didn't see yours up there. Ooh. They had different uh, thumbnails. Because I'll go in here and look at the thumbnails and be like, it ain't here yet. Yeah. Everybody ready? Ready, Trav? Yep. Yep. Three, two, one, play. Gary Oldman, you know it's going to be good. <laughs> she looking rough, ain't she? Ah. Uh, Scared to go outside. I feel that. 
Shit, I know how that is. <laughs> Got her in it. He looks creepy. Oh. <laughs> There's Gary Oldman looking old as fuck. Looking old man. What? Mm. That's the woman. That's the woman she was talking to. It's that guy from us. That was a quick catch, wasn't it? He was also in Atlanta. Main character. Oh, here she is? Oh, not her. Oh, it was her. What's she doing walking like fucking dude from Lamb of God? It's the drugs. They're all actors. Line <laughs> to TikTok. <laughs> This looks crazy, dude. Oh, somebody's in the house. Mind your own fucking business. Looks like a fucking psychological thriller, dude. Yeah, I'm interested. I mean, hang on. I got to see what they, what's the category here. Yes. It's thriller, probably. Let's see. Crime, drama, mystery. Dude, they don't put thriller in there. Thriller. This is thriller. thriller. I mean, yeah, that was a little bit of doom, doom, digga, 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 I just picture Michael Jackson doing that shoulder shuffle in that red jacket. I mean, you yeah. could have sort of put the beat to the trailer, man. I might do it later. So next up we have Come to Daddy. Elijah Wood. Starring, yeah. says here a man in his 30s travels to a remote cabin to reconnect with his estranged father. Were you reading that? Hmm. Did you look it up? No, it's in the description. Ready when y'all are. Oh. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Three, two, one. Play. Come on, fucking Frodo. Uh-oh, it's Saban. Yeah, look at this. Here's what I felt when I watched this, y'all. Just think Tusk. The way they're sitting around, it's got a Tusk vibe. Like, dude from Tusk should have played his dad. Even the way he talks. What was that guy's name? They wanted Michael Parks, but he died, so they got this guy. I mean, really, watch this. It has a real Tusk vibe to it, man. Look. Something's going on, dude. What? 
what sold me is the scene of them in front of the fireplace. I was like, oh, this looks like Tusk. Throw a rock at him, dude. Right here. This. What's in there? A walrus costume? That tattoo looks stupid, dude. Why'd they put that there? Is that real? Does he really have that in real life? That's stupid if he does. That's the second time I've seen that trailer. I still don't know what's going on. I want to watch it. That's all I know. What's happening? But can't y'all see yeah. Michael Parks playing that part? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come to daddy. Wait. Is that Ludacris? Yeah. Luda? Yeah. What's that shit on his face? Is that is that, that $120,000 banana? <laughs> I don't know. This doesn't have a description, but it's John Henry starring Ludacris and Terry Crews. That's Terry Crews. I love him. That's why I love him. Power. Old Spice. I'm ready when you're ready. You ready, Trav? Luda. Yeah. Three, two, one, play. Rated R. <laughs> Evening. I notice your fucking porch is rickety. Did he say underlay? Is that Terry Cruz? It is. Ooh. From the people that brought you Power Rangers. Dude, I've never heard him talk that deep. <clears throat> yeah. Look. Ludacris is a gangster. What's that shit on his face, dude? happening oh dude oh if you don't know the story of john henry you're sleeping they just shot the hinges off the door dude he's dead and like that senior bob is gone I'm going to rip that stupid shit off your face. (laughs) 
I got something to say after this. Here's what I got to say, dude. Never seen Terry Crews play a lead. No, but I'm, I'm kind of interested. I, I got to see what happens, dude. And yeah. I get the John Henry thing. We all know the story yeah. of John Henry. Yeah. Paul Tell, you know, railroad spike driver, like, beat the machine. Yeah. What if that's him? He's been alive for like 2,000 years. He's like, I'm John Henry. I'm going to fuck Ludacris up. If they don't play Ludacris, get back. You don't know me like that. <laughs> During a fight scene. Yeah. They're sleeping on it. They don't do that. Let's rock this next bad boy. Another one I'm very 1917? Yeah. We've been talking about it. I know I've mentioned it several times. Like, I want that World War One movie. Yeah, that's the movie I, mean, I want to see. I think we're gonna get it. That's and I think we're about to get our we're about to get the Saving Private Ryan of World War One movies. And you know we've seen these trailers before. They get this dude and they're like, "You got to save your brother. He's in but, this um, outfit." So we get that. But uh, as we watch this trailer though, because I know we've watched four, we see some teasers uh, and stuff. Yeah, we got to take into account now. This movie is supposed to be presented as a single shot though, so these cuts for the trailer. Like the camera has reached, you know what I mean? That's just, yeah. I, that's, that's got me so interested. Yeah. Wait, they're doing this single shot. This is supposed to be edited in a way that it, that it, it's presented as a single shot. I'm in a continuous shot. Y'all ready? Three, two, one play. Hitting it. It's a lot of pressure, dude. All right. Do the scene where he's running down the beach. Oh. This shit looks amazing, dude. It's going to win something.
Oh my god. Which is why they picked him. It's personal. He's right here, dude. Him running, dude. Look at this. Oh. It looks amazing, dude. Whew, that shit looks epic. Mm. Yeah. That movie looks like it's going to be a ride. This movie sure. looks like it's going to get best picture of the year. Oh, uh, I mean, the movie looks beautiful. It's already rocking a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey, and it's only an hour and 59 minutes. Not bad for a war flick, right? Yeah, wow. Now, I've never heard of this director or writer. You got anything under his belt? Sam oh, he did Skyfall. Yeah. yeah. Oh, American Beauty? Yeah. He's kind Forget of a about it. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> Skyfall, mm, but he directed it. It, it wasn't his fault. <laughs> he did Jarhead. Jarhead's good, man. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. American boom. Beauty was his first flick, dude. Yeah, American Beauty is a great movie. It's a great movie, dude. Watching that bag fucking muck about. Muck about town, man. Y'all ready for the next one? Yes. Saint Maud. They ain't really saying much. That ain't saying much, but it's A two four, so that says yeah. a lot, right? Yeah. Every yeah. every now and then we hit a trailer from A two four where I'm like, eh, and then I'm like, wait. I'm they did Swiss Army that. Man. They did. Exactly. Y'all ready? Here we go. Three, two, one, play. Let's see what we get. That's cool. She's like a hospice nurse. Weird orgasm. Virgin birth. Love that handheld feel. What's happening? What are they doing to her? They're making fun of her because she's religious? Oh, they are. She's going to kill that woman. Calling it. Nobody likes her because she's... Something's happening, dude. Wait, wait. Uh-uh. 
She looks like Jodie Foster. Is this some kind of exorcism of fucking Saint Maud? Oh, it is. She kills that woman. I don't know what's happening there, but yeah, I mean it. Yeah. Anyway, it's dry. I mean, it looks like a fucking possession movie. But it, it looks a little different than others. But <laughs> I mean, you know, do we need another? Apparently, one? all the all the good girls are going to hell. <sighs> well, right. they can stay there. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm excited right. about this movie. The Gentleman Trailer Number Two, Matthew McConaughey. Didn't we watch the first one? Yeah. Yeah. But Charlie Hunnam, Guy Ritchie directed. Uh, what's his name? Boy Prick. Uh, from Embruge. Yeah. No Embruge. I can't think of his name. <laughs> yeah, No Embruge. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Let's do it. Y'all ready? Three, two, one, play. Guy Ritchie. It's got that Guy Ritchie feel, dude. Look at it. I love Matthew McConaughey. Low and slow, dude. I feel like at the end of the story, he's going to go, mm hmm. Mm hmm. This has got a lock stock feel, dude. Like, big time. I mean, look at this. This is. Even the weed, dude. Like. Mmm. Can't wait I'm, to see it. I'm very excited. Can't wait. It, it's, it's got a lock stock feel, dude. Like, yeah, two fuck. smoking barrels as fuck. But we're gonna get that story with the quality. Yep. Not that the quality of that movie's bad, but it was his first movie, so you know it was. Yeah. Rough around the edges, but it was what it was. Downhill. Will Ferrell, Julia Lewis, Lewis Dreyfus. Yeah, okay. All right. Three, two, one, play. One to buy. Oh, they're married. What's going to happen? Is that Disney? Will Ferrell playing Will Ferrell. He's a bummer, dude. Is this Groundhog Day? What? That ain't good. That ain't good. He just left his family sitting there. 
And then you just left us. Oh, fucking dude from what you call it? Swap board. He ran and left his family. Yeah, dude. That's a technical foul. This song is fucking this trailer up for me. Dude's trying to steal his wife. Was he going to go fucking... Oh, was that guy? I thought we'd never see you again. He did. Mm. Oh, February? It's a chick flag. Yeah, they already know what's up. Pass. Yeah. Can't all unless, be winners. Unless my lady wants to watch it, then I will probably not be watching it. Yeah. Damn. We ain't watched on this pod. That's for damn sure. Well, yeah. now <laughs> I'm ready. Three, two, one, play. I like Kira Knightley. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. This is proper British. 1970. Is this a movie about What's that pageant they do? Miss America? Like, is Trump going to show up? Well, you got to take it there. Dude, who is that? That's that guy. What's his name, dude? He's He's got shit on. To look different. Hang on. I know that's him under that fucking... Right here, hang on. Greg Kinnear. I was like, dude, they, why they put prosthetics on him? Like, oh, is it? Oh, that makes sense. 
Grant Kinnear's playing Bob Hope. Dude, he kind of looked like him. A young Bob Hope. Hang on. Let me unmute you guys. Wait, is he really playing Bob Hope? How do you know that? Because it showed him on the Bob Hope show. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) He's playing Bob Hope, dude. Called it. As soon as I... It was his eyes, dude. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking dude. That's fucking dude, man. So we watched a thing a while back about this Dracula, but we got another one. I'm I'm excited. Well, and this is coming to Netflix, and everybody that I've talked to that's watched The Witcher on Netflix said it is one of the best things to watch right now. Corey Reed said it was amazing. Yeah, Cody Alina said it was amazing. A lot of people on Facebook are posting about how good it is, and I never played the games and never read the books. Don't know nothing. Right. Going in cold. It, 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 it looks like something that would be right yeah. up my alley. So if they can keep up that same, you know, so I don't know. The show is based off of a game, right? Well, is there the a game, book? Is there a. Yeah, the games are based off of books. Okay. Yeah. So that makes me feel better because normally. When they do a movie based on a video game, it's like, really? Well, I, mean, I think the I think the series is actually based off the books as well. I I don't think they're taking the only inspiration. They probably put taking, a little Easter egg in there every now and then. Yeah, you know, a little something the for thing, the people, like. Yeah, they're they're pulling the inspiration for the way that the character looks, or the you know the 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 lead actor and all that stuff. They're pulling a lot of that and the visual stuff from the games, but the story they're pulling from the books, from what I understand. Well, from what I remember, when that Witcher game came out, everyone was like, this is a good fucking game. Travis, have you played it? Uh, I've tinkered with it some, but I've watched watched live streams of people playing it, even Matt, you know, Maddox Long at twitch.tv, but um, the game was pretty cool. Yeah, so, it looks like a, it looks like something that I would yeah I would really like to play. I just haven't got around at the time. To yeah, because that's one of those. Well, that's one of those games that like once I start. That's a playing single player it, game. Yeah, yep. but once I start playing it, guess what? That's your world. Yeah. So, Let's watch this Dracula trailer. It's a teaser. I'm ready. All right, you ready, Trav? Three, two, one, play. Look at that production value. I'm in, dude. It looks good. Dude, I mean, I'm down. Netflix is killing it. Well, they got to step up. They got to compete with Disney and Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are we? uh, What are we watching next week, guys? Well, I got to throw this at you. (laughs) Travis already knows. Jojo Rabbit and the Lighthouse are available. 
I vote Lighthouse. I have to back Adam on this. I, I would like to say But then we can come in behind that with Jojo Rabbit. But I yeah, really want to see that Lighthouse movie. Yeah, I'm, lock, I'm, so. I'm fine with that. Like 110%. Yeah. 110%. Yeah. It's a Texas size 10-4. The Texas size 10-4? Yeah. Well, next week, we're going to watch The Lighthouse. We're going to be coming back. It's going to be episode 145? Yeah. The Lighthouse. Yeah. Y'all remember our predictions? We were like, it's him. He's the same person. He's there's a yeah. twist. There's definitely a twist. Yeah. Calling it. Well, I'm very excited I feel to watch like it's, this. I'm partial to either he's the same person. I think it's him. One of them. Or one of them hasn't been there the whole either I think that the older version is seeing the younger version of him. And that's how long he's been there. He's that crazy. He's bat. He's so batshit. He's hanging out with himself. Yeah. Well, part of me hopes that we're just flat out wrong. Would be great experience. Because if I can't guess it, then you know it's like, oh, you stumped me. And I watch a lot of movies. Yeah. But uh, there's a buzz about it. Yeah, there I think it'll win some stuff it. this year. I think so too. I'm. I haven't watched a black and white movie in so long, and I enjoy watching black and white movies. So we got a ninety-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, eighty-three on Google, eight point two on IMDb. Um, here's the last black and white movie I watched, and this was weird, dude. So I'm at my dad's house, mm-hmm. and I bring over a movie to watch. Have you ever seen Barfly with Mickey Rourke? Uh, good movie. Very long time. Good movie. Here was the thing: when we hooked his DVD player up, something went wrong, Mm -hmm. and I put Barfly in, and we watched it, and it was in black and white. Right. And it was an experience. And then a few years later, I watched Barfly, and I was like, "What? What? This in color?" I was like, "What? What?" I was like, "It was never in black and white. The movie was better in black and white." It was, yeah. dude. It just it did something for it. Like it just well, I don't know, man. You just really notice shit. Like you it, it yeah. takes away from a scene when it removes all the color and Yeah. You know, you're just watching the actors and Yeah. Well let, let me take that back. The last black and white movie I watched was the black and white version of Logan. Because I bought that on Blu ray on Black Friday a couple of years ago and it came with the black and white version of it. And if you guys haven't watched the black and white version of Logan, it I does something, that. doesn't it? Yeah. Well, the mist. I saw that in oh, black and white. Perfect example. Yeah. Did they do a color version of the mist? Yeah. Oh, the theatrical was color. Yeah. But I saw it in black it? and white. I didn't know they the had a color release, but the black and white edition is the superior. To me, Whenever you do a movie in black and white, you re- you strip all the color from the movie. You strip any kind of distraction. Yeah. It just, so you, you focus the on the actors. Yeah. Because that, that's the only thing moving. That's. Yeah. You know, you're not caught up in scenes like. You yeah. know, like because sometimes you'll hit a scene and it's like, whoa, there's a lot going on here. There's, what's the shit in the background? There's just. Yeah. But when it's a black and white movie, 
The main focus and then, is the actors, and yeah, I like maybe them. maybe with all the buzz that Lighthouse is getting, maybe Black and White will kind of come back into the. Well, you know the big movie that that was Black and White before the Lighthouse was the uh, what was that movie? The director, the film thing. Remember, it was like some kind of. Uh, it won the artist. The artist. Yeah. Haven't seen it. But that was a silent film. Was too. it silent? I'm pretty sure. That's a fucking pull. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go that far back. I think it was. I think you're I right. Go, yeah, I don't want to go silent film. Yeah. I, I, and that I one, do. that movie hit big with people. Yeah. But I haven't well, seen it, so I don't. I don't. Yeah. But I think that uh, I don't mind watching a black and white movie. Doesn't man. bother me. Them. No, I mean, because at the end of the day, you're still getting the same product. I mean, I would watch fucking Avengers Endgame in black and white. You know? Yeah. So. But yeah. I wonder why, um, like Tarantino or Scorsese or any of those guys. Why they don't go black and white? Yeah, why they haven't filmed a filmed anything in well, black and white. I, I feel like, you know, with Tarantino, like... Like, let's say Cliff driving down Broadway. Yeah. It wouldn't have the same uh in black and white. Right. Well, now, I could say like Hateful Eight. You can go black and white with that, dude, because there's, there's yeah. no color doesn't matter. But with, with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> some of these set pieces are so big. Yeah. I actually got something I want to throw at y'all because I was listening today. I went to the Cinema Blend and I started. So they did two podcasts with Tarantino. They did one before Once Upon a Time Hollywood was released, and then they did one after, so they could talk about, you know, spoiler right. alert. So, in the first one, do y'all remember when Cliff is going home and he cuts yes. around the corner? He pulls into his driveway, which is behind a drive-in. Uh, a drive-in, dude. Yeah. Model cars. Mm-hmm. Really. What? That drive-in theater is not there anymore, and they were going to have to recreate it. And then uh, the special effects guy came to Tarantino. He's like, well, all we got to do is a CGI drive-in and Tarantino. You know how he is, dude. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Not doing it. And he said, well, we can do model cars. And Tarantino's like, I like it. Because they use model cars Throughout film, their, throughout film history, that's yeah. It, well, and that's, that's his like thing. A, if if it was used back in the day, it's okay to use it now. Right. CGI is not one of them. He won't do it. Yeah. So they well, did it, that, man. They that scene yeah. when the camera pans up over that screen, those are model cars, and they even made a few of them that could move. That's awesome. Look real to me. Yeah. Hey. It actually cost more to do that than it would have cost to do the CGI. Of course. Because Tarantino said, make it fucking happen, dude. Yeah. Well, and model cars that look real. Yeah. Well, here's one thing that I will say. Like, I thought that was uh, a little tidbit. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood had a very 60s feel. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Django, Hateful Eight had a very spaghetti western Mm -hmm. feel to it. If he wrote, like, a, a gangster movie... Oh, he would probably film that in black and white because the majority of the gangster films came out in what the forties and fifties, yeah. right? 
So, but imagine the departed in black and white. Oh, dude. You know what I mean? Well, dude, we can we have the ability to take a movie and drop it in a program and grayscale it. Yeah. So The Departed does not need color to operate. Well, Casino and Goodfellas. Yeah. Just, you know. Give it that full blown gangster vibe. Um Tarantino in the same interview was talking I didn't finish it, but I got pretty good ways into it. He was talking about that bounty law. Yeah, they actually shot the whole like intro slash almost episode setup. Wow. He's like, "There's a whole we shot a whole thing." Right. He said, "Um, you know they they spent all day. They did about forty different sets. Like, um, and when you see Cliff driving on that highway in California, yeah, that's the highway. They wow. shut that bitch down for one hour. Jesus." That's what kind of pull he's got. Yeah. People are in line, backed up in traffic. What the fuck's happening? I'm trying to get home. It's Friday. They're like, Tarantino's making a movie. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, let it happen. Oh, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Before we go, speaking of black and white, you know what movie that I would absolutely love to watch in black and white? The Joker. It would be good. Yes, it would. Um, Scorsese mm-hmm. has a black and white film. A boxer. That's um, Raging Bull. It's, yeah, Raging Bull. But it's in black yeah. and white, right? That's right, yeah. yeah. I don't know why I call it the boxer. <laughs> the Raging wrestler? Bull with fucking, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's in black and white. Yeah. But yeah, dude, the Joker, man. I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? It would be. Because it's like it has that old feel. Yeah. Like you're watching something that's old. like. Yeah. But I think it would hold up. It would be just as good. Oh, you, yeah. You really sure. focus on the acting, dude. When, there's, when your eyes are not going away to all these colors and shit that's going on in the scene. Yeah. The only thing you can focus on is the person and the, the center. Like... Yeah. Whatever's moving. Like, yeah. Cause dude, Barfly was amazing. I actually saw it in color and I didn't like it as much. Right. But when I watched it in black and white, I was sitting there like mouth breathing, dude. Like this is fucking, yeah, you know, this is fucking amazing. You know what else good in black and white? What's that? Parasite. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine watching that in black and white? I, I ain't got no harsh feelings on it. No. They want to put a move. They want to put a superhero movie out in black and white. I'm like, whatever. It don't bother me, dude. It's a, you still get the story. <laughs> a black and white Batman. Oh, dude, you're right. Oh, or what about a Superman? You remember mm. the old black and white Superman show? Yeah. But a Batman, dude. <clears throat> All right, right yeah. now, all the Batman movies that we have, mm-hmm. which one do you black and white? Batman the Dark 89. Dark Knight. 89? Yeah. 89? I'd black and white the Dark Knight. Dark Knight? I'd watch them both. You, you know what they could do, though? E- even if they did Superman, 
as if they black and white everything except specific things, kind of like they did with like his cape. Yeah, or the like cape and the S. Oh, yeah, yeah. But How cool uh, would that be? Imagine like watching The Dark Knight and the Joker's hair is in color. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like they I made like his bat, they make his symbol on his chest yellow. Or like this light. dude, The Dark Knight. His scars have that bloodshot red yeah. to it, but the rest of him is gray. Yeah. Key points that blood make, blood like, is red. Blood's always red. Like keep certain iconic things like in color. Yeah. Y'all know what we're talking about right now? We're talking about what's that fucking Sin City? That's yeah. Because you remember there were certain things that stood out or came yeah. in with color, or which I thought was the coolest shit ever. That that would be a really cool technique. Spirit. Very time consuming and take a long time to go frame by frame, but the payoff worth. was worth it. Goldie, yeah. where is she? So next week we're gonna watch the lighthouse. Uh, next week we'll be coming in. Let's see. Next week will be the last day of December. So, yep. I was gonna say so long for this year, but we're gonna get one more team, and then, yep. and we'll before be coming back before we go off into the fucking 20. future with flying cars and shit. But yeah, but yeah, I'm excited to watch the lighthouse. I can't wait. Hope we get some good trailers this week. Yeah. Hope y'all have a good week. Happy birthday, Trav. It's technically yeah. your birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Trav. Happy birthday, Trav. Yes. Christmas, baby. Merry Christmas. We should read uh not before, the Christmas. Night before Christmas and all through the Not a Travis was stirring. <laughs> not even his mouse. And we're talking about his computer mouse. <laughs> it's not moving, it's just sitting there. Yeah. He's not over there feverishly clicking. Yeah. All right, guys, we're shutting it down. Bad Lieutenant Decision was... What movie did we watch? Scrooged. Um, I have nothing to say. No. That's all good. Checks in the mail. Keep it real. <laughs>